hard-boiled eggs have had terrible PR their whole lives. They're delicious. Delicious. Hello, Apple Cinnamon Cheerios, which are the best of the Cheerios. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts with a question on Tuesday. Uh, I'm Katie Nolan. He's Trav Is. What's up? Uh, She's Christina. Hi. And this is today's question. I forgot I have to be the one to play it. (laughs) Hi, Katie, Myrtle, and Dan. This is Danny from Athens, Georgia. And I was calling to ask, what is your favorite between inning, intermission, or halftime promotional game? And what game do you think you would be best at or have a chance at winning? Thanks so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Danny, a fantastic question. Travis, you seem to take issue with uh, who it was addressed to. No, I, I, I loved it. No no issues with it. Okay, one of you has to play the role of Myrtle, and the other must play the role of Dan. Let's not That's spend any more time debating it. Is who wants uh, to be who? Yeah, let's not, let's not figure it out. Uh, Christina's Dan, just, uh, just, just out of comfort. Yep. Um, Danny, a fantastic question. Uh, this also, I love this question because it makes me nostalgic. Oh, also, I love you and I mean it. Um, it makes me nostalgic for going to games. <laughs> Because that's what this is. Other than that Dr. Pepper football toss that they do, most of them aren't for people at home. It's for the people in game. Remember when we could go to games? Yeah, it feels like forever ago. <sighs> it was. But anyway, um, what are our favorite between inning intermission or halftime promotional games? I think one of them would be for hockey if to see if they can get it in the little hole in the net oh yeah those are fun like when there's uh contestants on the ice and they're trying because to then the place the goes net. nuts when they if they when they do like someone actually does make it is it a little hole the ones i've seen are like you're blindfolded i think and you have to shoot it from like the blue line oh i've never seen the blindfold i've seen like the little hole oh Okay, stop saying little hole. Christina, what's, which one do you, do you have any that you really like? I was really worried that Travis was going to say kiss cam, and I, I wasn't ready to start this this off with some spice. So I'm very glad he said little hole. Um, Christina, what do you like? Yeah, moving on. Um, I would say um, I like the one where they play at uh, basketball games where you have to get dressed really quickly and then like run and like do a layup or whatever oh, it is, whatever yeah. they have to do. I think I'd be good That's at it fun. only because when I get ready, I take way too long doing hair and makeup and I'm always rushing to throw my outfit mm. on. So I think my poor time management has prepped me for this. <laughs> yeah, you've been training for this your whole life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as a kid who did a lot of dance recitals when I was little, I also was training for this at a very young age, like where you would have, you'd be in two back-to-back dances and you'd have to run off stage and the audience would be waiting and you'd have to get into your other costume and run mm. back out on stage and then dance again, which I don't know why we did that to kids, but it always happened to be me. <laughs> in college, I had three dances. I was in three, Christina, because Travis, I know you've tuned out. I was in three numbers and they were all back to back. And at the time, I was smoking cigarettes heavily. It was very <laughs> stressful and I cannot believe I lived through that experience, but I'm stronger for it. I actually took um, dance lessons as a kid, so I understand that. You Well, oh, there's that fun fact you've been teasing for so long. What kind of dance classes? Uh, I think it was just jazz that I did. I did it for two years. You'd remember. You'd remember. Jazz, jazz and maybe tap. Ooh. I feel Could like you, you would definitely you... remember doing tap. Yeah. So there was certainly. there was one year where it was, uh, there was four other guys and we danced to Gangsters in Paradise. 
Um, you mean you mean gangsters paradise? Yeah. You mean just regular gangsters paradise? It's gangsters yeah. describing the paradise, not describing the inhabitants. Travis, <laughs> this whole story just perfectly sums up Travis. Oh my god, we did tap to gangsters in paradise like they are babes, and it is Toyland. Um, all right. I I originally was thinking when they uh when I heard this question from Danny who I love uh was the um the things they do in the jumbotron where like the helmets it's like over a ball Ooh, and then the those helmets switch around and you have to guess I like those because the audience can participate mm. um and everybody's just yelling like two three and nobody's right ever those are fun but yeah probably I think I'd be best at the getting dressed one i'm stealing christina's answer because my name is on the podcast and legally it's allowed <laughs> so christina didn't answer this question unless she has a backup i truly don't remember the ones they do in baseball games i don't know i haven't been to a baseball game in so long well they have the races oh yeah but, yeah, I'm but so the races aren't fast. people right aren't they just uh isn't it the mascots and stuff well, was it the Miami Marlins had you could race the Flash and they'd bring a person out? Oh, yeah, out? yeah, and they would bring down people to do it. Yeah, I would totally lose that, though. Yeah, me too, and I always feel like you should just let a kid do it. Yeah, yeah, get, it's like the kids when an it. adult catches a foul ball and you're like, Who, give it to a kid? Yeah. There was in the NBA a, a tic-tac-toe competition, but the two contestants oh, didn't, yeah, it was such didn't a understand mess. the concept of the we game. We did that on this. That was back when I was doing the Snapchat show. They were like, we got to figure out a way to cover this. I'm like, you have called in the right person. I've got it. Uh, tic-tac-toe. I would be okay at that. I think I People would People underestimate okay the nerves. They underestimate when everyone's watching you play tic-tac-toe. Oh. You're like, oh, God, is this where I'm supposed to do it? Am I missing the obvious thing? Just I feel like it, it's like that with game. any game. I, especially if I'm center stage with everybody staring at me, I'd be like, I don't remember how to be a human. Like I, I, I reference this every week, but it's like that Billy on the street segment where it's a game and he runs up to somebody on the street with a microphone and he's like, ma'am, for a dollar, name a woman. Yes. And the woman's like, <laughs> like uh, um, uh, uh. I, uh. And Dolly's like, remember name a woman! Are. And she's like, uh, <laughs> um, your brain just is like, wait, a woman? Well, which is it? Can I say a woman I know? Do I have to can, say can a I famous say me? I, I am. I am that. Ah, Do me, I say I me? I am a woman. <laughs> it just, and as soon as somebody puts a microphone in your face and is like, go, you're like, oh, well, that's why when people do Jeopardy, I'm like, you're, oh, that's my God. great. Yeah, they're too an smart. incredible talent. Did you see the avalanche uh, announcer during intermission was playing solitaire and pong and it was like projected onto the ice. You know, Travis, I did see it. It's further down in the dock. I would say I found it fascinating <laughs> and I was going to wait to get into this, but we can do it here if you want. I find it fascinating. You assumed it was the announcer that was playing solitaire, not like the person who runs the graphics during the avalanche game, which is probably who has access to the computer. <laughs> Do you I think the assumed. announcer also does, do you think, I need to know now, do you think the announcer does the music during No. Games? No. I know what they do. I just assumed, I, I thought I read it. I could have been wrong. Did you read it? No. <laughs> did you read it? Or did I thought I saw the headline. It? I didn't did read it. Did you like, just make art. a weird connection? I this thought is I read like it when somewhere. you're like supposed to do the book report in school and you didn't actually read the yeah. book. And so he's like, and the teacher's yeah, like, did you read the thing? book? 
You're like, and yeah, you're I like, sure no, I didn't did. read the book. <laughs> like, what That's am rough. I, as the teacher, supposed to do here? That's why you there you, you read Cliff Notes growing up. Did you guys read those books? Oh, Travis, I, I didn't read those books. I I read the books. Or well, Spark you know what Notes. They say when we assume Trav. Oh, you make a I smurf. Mean, I can't believe neither of you, of you read. You didn't use the Cliff Notes books in high school. No. If I didn't have time to read the book or didn't want to read the book, I knew exactly how much of the book to read to then fill in the rest of the blanks. <laughs> that is how that is how a bull smurf artist is born, and that mm. is how she thrives. You learn how to create your own spark notes. I don't trust a secondary source. What if they didn't read the book? What if this is their book report? <laughs> Who was the spark notes for the spark notes people? Huh? I don't trust that easily. That's why it's so important to me, Travis. <laughs> oh, it's a good question. Did we cover all of them? I was like, oh, we'll come up with a bunch. And then as soon as the question was asked, I was like, I don't really remember as many as I'd like. I like when Red Panda does the bowls. Oh, it's yeah, that's a, fun. It's not a game, more of a performance. Don't think I'd be very good at it, but Ooh, I have no. a pretty high chance of winning because winning is just watching her do that with the bowls. Anything with dogs out there on the court is fun to watch. Oh, man, when the dogs can perch on the basketball. Ooh, yeah, big fan. Where they play, like, Frisbee. Like yeah. The jumping off the person. I got to get a big a big enough ball that Myrtle can stand on it, and it'll be, like, the little tiny dogs they put on top of a – it's, like, the only thing <laughs> wrong with Myrtle is she's too big to stand on a basketball. I know she could do it. I have a feeling Myrtle would hate you for it. No, she wouldn't. She'll hate me for everything else. Yeah. This will be How the one thing she loves. How much I make her snuggle. If, before we get, actually, maybe we can just do it in friendly banter. If you guys have a question that you want to ask, much like Danny here from Athens, Georgia, you can always leave us a voicemail, whatever, 860-506-5571. Hi, guys. It's friendly banter. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Um, I already forgot what I was just going to say. Myrtle. Oh, it, quick advice. If anyone, because I've seen a lot of you say like, I finally did it. I got a dog or like, I think I'm going to get a dog. The best thing I did while training Myrtle, which I was, uh, I was really mean about, not mean to the dog, but like I was very strict and Dan would be like, let's give her treats. I'm like, make her sit first. Uh, <laughs> the best thing I did while training her was I read somewhere that if you hold your dog like on its back, they're not going to like it at first. Even being held, they don't like. But you have to stay firm in holding them, and then you decide when it's time for them to go. So, like, the dog will fight it a little because they're a puppy and they don't like to be held. But if you just – you don't make them uncomfortable. You just hold what you're holding, right? Like, you hold them firm, and then as soon as they stop struggling, then you let them go. I think I think that's why – my dog is the snuggliest dog in the world. It might be because she just was born this way, and I'm not going to take that away from her, but I'm so grateful that I read that somewhere <laughs> that was like, she's going to try to get away from you, but it's not because she doesn't love you. It's because they're not used to it yet. And I and I think I trained my dog to be a snuggle queen, and now she's I the best. Last that. night, I felt I fell asleep so early, which I never do because I was holding her in bed, and I was like, let me just lay my head down. And then at 3 a.m., Dan came in and was like, you guys fell asleep. And I was like, what's up, Myrtle? You're the best <laughs> dog. She's just like a – she's the best weighted blanket that I have, and I have many. I think it helps she was also trained by you during COVID. What it, Travis, what is that supposed to mean? Like you're not going out doing anything, so it's you're just snuggling with her at all times. You think that the life of Katie Nolan, other than going <laughs> to work, was anything other than 
snuggling without a dog and now I've just added a dog. It would have been the same experience. The only thing is she doesn't know there's other people she could be snuggling. I'm she sorry to assume that you had like a life and would do other I things. I didn't. My, yeah, my you apologies. should apologize. Well, yeah. That's... Like I said, Travis, you know what they say when we assume. The mental, exactly. I was going to say the mental health update is not in here because I'm a fully functioning human with a big circle of friends. Okay. It's in here because these are my people. These are my friends. <laughs> I work and I talk to people on the internet. That's kind of my thing. It's very nice to meet you. How are you guys doing? Christina, you look very lovely today, which was the first thing I said upon joining this chat. I realize it may have sounded like an attack, but I was like, whoa, your hair. This, uh, it's very deceiving. Um, I actually slept in my makeup last night. And yes. uh, my oh, hair. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, my hair has, um, we'll say, I think vodka in it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I got way too drunk at a three-year-old's birthday party yesterday what? so what <laughs> yep so uh it, you know that's that's how my weekend has been going and it's uh it's now what? monday that's so. not the end of the story yeah, that's hold the on beginning. a second here <laughs> what happened at a three-year-old's birthday party so my boyfriend's family is they get together a lot they're very close we um with covid haven't really been able to get together as often but it's his younger cousin's three-year-old birthday party so we all decided to tailgate outside so that we could all like socially distance and, you know, still celebrate her birthday. Because how do you tell a three-year-old, you know, sorry, we can't have your birthday, you know, because of this thing you don't understand. So yeah. we, <laughs> we all went over, uh, had a bonfire and just, you know, socially distanced outside for her birthday party. I had way too many drinks. And here we are. I am paying for it today. Um, and let me put it out into the universe that delayed hangovers, we don't talk about those enough. And those oh, and are you're the real what, you just turned You just turned 26? Yeah. I remember when I first started drinking. Yeah, you're, it's a, those are about to get a lot worse. <laughs> the delay when you're like, I'm good, I'll go to it work. And then you sit at your desk and, and you're worse. like, you're like, my desk is spinning. Why is my desk spinning? I was just fine. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to throw up at work. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. What did you have to eat this morning? I had a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Okay. Um, nice. And then I just finished Five Guys. So that's how my day has been going. Yes. See, you're fine. You're going to be totally fine. Bagel is a pro I will move. survive. It's bagel just, is a um, pro move. The bacon, the egg, and the oh, cheese yes. is important for the grease. It's crucial. But the bagel, the bagel is for the soaking up. You're yes, fighting absolutely. it perfectly. What you needed to do after the Five Guys is like have a glass of wine Travis Ugh. your notes aren't welcome at this point I'm just saying that's how you would nope. if you're if you're gonna get the delayed hangover that's how you fight it that's See, not called fighting it Travis that's called staying drunk you no, know, no that's no. called getting that's back called on alcoholism <laughs> if no, you it's... can't feel good without it it's no. the be it's the first step towards a dark road. No, you're not you're not hearing me. You just have one. Oh no, I'm, I'm not no, I understand. You. No, I we hear you. you. You're I, it's the understanding this is, that I'm lacking. What Christina's doing right now is called paying the consequences. And it's a mm -hmm. thing that a lot of people who look a lot like you, Travis, have a hard time uh, accepting <laughs> is that the actions that you perform in the world, uh, they eventually, the the piper comes to, what's the saying? You pay the piper. 
exactly. He's like, where's yep, my money? Guy. Give me my money. All, all you're doing is taking the edge off. You're not going to get, you're not going to have more than one. You However, just... do you, do you I... deserve to have the edge taken off is a question? Absolutely not. I do think that there are, in, there are certain situations in which you need alcohol to reverse the effects of a hangover. I do understand. I'm with you on it a little bit. However, wine throwing your hands up in silence travis does not come across in an audio medium sorry christina go ahead wine would not be my choice though i think that's what's also really throwing me off is if i'm going to you know help myself a little bit let's say i have another party to go to in a non-covid world um i would probably have a beer i don't think wine sweet wine that's not gonna help me Bloody Mary, you get to have a boozy salad. It's a vodka salad. And then you feel good. You ate a salad. You drank a salad. And the vodka took the edge off. And you had so much in the Bloody Mary, you couldn't really even taste the vodka because sometimes the day after, depending on what you drank, the taste mm. of the alcohol is going to make you feel... It's going to trigger worse. a reflex. She yeah. passed the window of a Bloody Mary where it's appropriate. Now she needs, because I'm saying. Where it's appropriate. We are all in our homes. I will drink a Bloody oh, Mary with dinner if I want to. Social norms are out the window. She got drunk at a three-year-old's birthday party. Yeah, I have another question yep. about that. Is this like your first time being drunk in front of your boyfriend's family and extended family? Oh, absolutely not. Nope, absolutely Good not. Question. They are, um, they are big partiers. So naturally I fit right in. But um, it really just doesn't help with the, all the hangovers. So I've been drunk with his family plenty. I still don't enjoy the aftermath. And you're young. You should be fine. Yeah, no, it's going to get worse. 26 no, is when it 20... starts. 26 is when you're like, oh, um, I thought I drank a normal amount. I can't tell you how many times in my late 20s I thought, did somebody put something in my drink? Because I shouldn't <laughs> be this hungover. And then someone was like, you hung out with just girls all night. Who would have put some... Nobody even made a move on you. What a weird... You think a shy guy put something in your drink and then bailed <laughs> on his own plan? He did the hardest part. Why wouldn't he fall through on it? And I'm like, you're right. I probably just can't do shots anymore because I'm almost mm. 30. Yep. It's it's not that anybody put anything in my drink. It's that I nope. can't drink you like I used at to. Three, at a three-year-old's <laughs> birthday party, you're like, listen, I, I love your family. I just, I think maybe Something's going the three-year-old <laughs> has nefarious plans because this is not what Twisted Tea should be doing to my mm, system. Absolutely. God, Twisted Tea is delicious. Just delicious. Well, this is an alcoholics podcast, I guess. Hello, <laughs> reminder, if you are under the age of 21, first of all, that's rude. Stop yelling so loud. But second of all, don't drink. And if you're older, drink responsibly. And you know what? If you want to make it a Coors Light, I don't think they sponsor today's podcast, but we like them. They usually do. Unless the reason they haven't, and Travis, you can tell me with your eyes, is because we did something to offend them. I haven't heard anything, but they okay, probably wouldn't so tell me. Okay, so we're good. You could make uh, it. So we're good to go. Yeah. And you know what? If you're listening to this and you work for, I don't know, like Jameson, and you're like, why would she say Coors Light? She should say Jameson. Well, I have some people you could call and some money you could exchange, or and then Tito's look, I could be telling everybody to drink. Exactly. You mm. could drink all of that, but again, in moderation. God, we crush ads on this podcast. We're so good at it. <laughs> Uh, Travis, how was your, did you have anything exciting happen over your weekend? What day is it? Monday? Uh, no, I did nothing this weekend. I had plans of doing laundry and well, that basket's right next to me full. So I still mm. need to do that. I watch football. 
I did one load of laundry, but I too intended to do a lot more. I was like, you know what? Today's the day I take these Christmas decorations down. I, I did get the vacuum out, so that's a plus. Oh, you got it out. Wow. I, okay. Well, I, I turned it on and used it. And Oh, oh okay. I can't see. That's a big uh, production at my house because the dog doesn't like it. And that's why I get to make the excuse of like, that's why I haven't done it. Because Myrtle will go nuts. Hmm. That's, yeah. That's, good that's nice of you. Yeah, thanks. Real Mother yeah. Teresa. Speaking of dogs, I really, really want a dog. Um, mm. However, living in an apartment, it's it's definitely difficult because you have to pay pet fees. So if you live in your oh. own house or, you know, a place that you own versus rent, then you don't have mm-hmm. to pay pet fees. And the place that I currently live in has, like, outrageous pet fees. It's, like, half of my rent's worth That's of That's crazy. Pet fees, the dog can't work. I'm like, um, I remember this period of my life when I was looking for places that were pet safe and it was like $500 a month. And I was like, wait, what? What, she, what oh, does she yeah. do for work? What like, she doesn't is, have a job. How is she contributing? This is not fair. I thought the fee so was just buy... one time up front and that was it. Sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. Well, yeah, sometimes. But nicer this place buildings. is not. Huh. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But however, I crazy. do really want a dog. And so I've been trying to convince my boyfriend to let us get one, even though I know it's financially probably not the smartest move while living in an apartment. But I've been printing out pictures of dogs and leaving them random places so that he finds Ooh. them. And I say, I want this one. Or how about this one? Or look how cute this one is. And I leave them all over the place. Like um, I taped one to the back of the milk carton the other day. I taped one. That inside. seems like a missing dog. Well, it works. He uses the milk every morning. Um, He's been searching the neighborhood for this dog (laughs) just to help out. I taped one inside the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Uh, We're getting creative here. Can I I give you a tip? No, Travis. Why are you always trying to give tips? Have you ever done this and it worked out for you successfully? (laughs) If the answer is no, then no, you can't give a tip. Get on his phone and go on like different social media sites that he uses and search dogs. So then it'll start showing up more and more. That's a really good tip. It's a really yeah, good that tip. That is really good. That, yeah. So that when he goes to his Discover page, instead of it being boobs and butts, which shout out to boobs and butts, but it's mm, yeah. just instead, it's just little dogs. Yeah. Like when probably, he has wait, his Instagram open. Well, that could open. backfire. Yeah. Well, yeah, when he has his Instagram backfire. open, I'll just say like dogs, dogs, dogs. And then, you know, as oh, he's scrolling through Instagram, Instagram ads. Yeah. Because they're always yeah, listening. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'll be like he's like I'm getting a lot of ads for like dog clothing, and you're like, well, that's weird. That's we can't buy that until we buy a dog. We should probably buy a dog. And by buy, I mean rescue. They still make you pay for it. Um, mm. What else? I didn't do anything interesting at all. I just watched football, snuggled with my dog, and I think we've covered all of that. I'm trying to think if there was anything I had a random and annoyance I was annoyed with this weekend because this is usually a fun place to get that off my chest. Oh, There's I did. A, a, what? No, you go. I did go on a date this week, and I just remember that <gasps> one. Wait, what? Travis, you buried the lead. Okay. How? Mister, I did, did nothing you... this weekend but yeah, laundry. Right? I hope they aren't listening because yeah. <laughs> that would make me feel pretty bad about myself. What did you do on your date? Just got drinks and an appetizer because you like have to. An well, you have to get like food at a lot of restaurants in Connecticut. They weren't like oh, you. Oh, so like, normally just show you me. wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten that appetizer. What appetizer was it? Uh, what did you we don't get? even remember. I was like so cheese curds and, was and very memorable for fried you. peppers. Cheese curds, delicious. Interesting. I like I like this person already. If they're into a cheese curd, that's a refined cheese palette. 
not adult, not a not a not a full of themselves cheese. Well, neither one of us were like hungry, but it's like you have to get something. Okay, did the cheese curds get eaten? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be hungry for a cheese but, curd. Like I was, I was gonna go with calamari, but she doesn't like fish, so. Oh well, that's well. A, there you go. You learned choice. something about her. That's cool. Yeah. That's right. What was the what was your favorite part of the date, and what was your least favorite part of the date? Uh, meeting her, and then the least favorite part was my tire light going off when I'm about to pull in there. I'm like, oh great, now I got something wrong with my car. That has nothing to do with the date, though, Travis. So everything on the date was good? I think so, but okay. she doesn't talk a lot, text a lot, so it's like hard to judge. Oh, mm. that would be tough right now in the like yeah. she wasn't she was quiet before too though, so it's like It's not like she just kinda dropped off once the yeah. date happened. Yeah. Is this was this your first date with this girl? It was. Or was this Oh <gasps> Oh my gosh. And you completely forgot about it. That well, you talked about no, your I'll laundry instead. <laughs> I'll be honest. It wasn't that I forgot about it. It was like, do I want to share it to you too? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. It's a safe space, Travis. We are all very supportive of you here. Uh, I'm only ever going to make fun of you when you when you talk about things other people should do. But if you talk about yourself, you're safe. This is a safe space. I talk about I talked about myself for 45 minutes on this very platform. Just how, how was that? A few days ago, uh, very uncomfortable. I honestly <laughs> thought I was recording it as like someone will come through because I had a couple people who were like, I can probably do late at night. But they were also friends of mine who I know worked all day. And then when the James mm. Harden news broke, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get any of these people. So I'm like, let me just do one while I'm not because sometimes it'll get to like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, well, now it's too late to do a podcast. I'll have to keep people up. I was like, I'm home alone. I'll just do a podcast, talking to myself, thinking through my thoughts, and then I'll listen to it back, and then I'll send uh, heavy notes about what parts to take out. And I listened to it back, and I was like, I don't have, I can't, I have to just hit send. That's why I didn't send it till the morning of, because I was like, oh, maybe something else will happen between now and when I have to send this to Travis, because I don't want to publish it. But everybody's been really nice about it, so I think it went okay. I also warned them, skip it. I'm like, you can skip it. There aren't any ads. So it's not going to hurt us if you just skip it. But nobody skipped it, which I thought was pretty rude, but very supportive. Um, speaking of which, official pod business. That's what happens here. We're done with friendly banter. Uh, we do have a guest this week. It's two people, and they haven't been recorded yet, so I don't know which one I'm going to put out first. But it, it's two people that you like, and so um, that'll be up on thursday and i won't just be talking about the internal monologue happening in my brain all day long um today on the podcast we did some football there were four games we'll talk about them and all the stuff surrounding them that you probably thought was not important that's the important stuff on this podcast and then for the second half we just have a bunch of random news stories one of which travis went ahead and talked about already maybe we'll touch on it again but uh, i figured it fit in with the question so why wait and bring it up again robbed peter to pay paul i do love that saying i don't know what it means but i use it so (laughs) what do you mean you don't know what it means i mean what were they apostles it's like you are two people together and it's stealing money from one person pay the other like you're not really you're not sure no no i understand uh, i understand the logic of it i just don't know who peter is and who paul is Uh-oh. and why how do they, how do why they know I'm each indebted. other why am i in debt to paul and why does peter have enough money mhm i don't i just i'm saying i don't know like the sounds like a ponzi scheme the etymology <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. Somebody on the internet trying to sell you a diet tea because they need to pay uh, Paul back. And you're Peter. All right. Well, we, I think we figured that one out. Uh, point is, we've got a couple things to talk about in the second half of the podcast. And then guess what? It's going to be over. But first, oh, the NFL Bills 17, Ravens 3. <laughs> Wow, we upgraded. You surprised me with a new announcer. Uh, the Bills beat the Ravens. That's a thing that happened. Did you guys watch this game? I did. I watched a little bit. Oh. I had the oh, date. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. It was during a game. Yeah. Was she a she a big she a sports fan? She's she like is she an Ohio State fan? No, she's not from Ohio. You don't have to be from Ohio to be a fan. Um, the the game though was good. Uh, Lamar was in till he wasn't. Um, which was a bummer, I think. And the Bills looked good. I was pulling for a a, a Bills Browns situation that we're now being robbed of, but uh, we got half of it. The Bills are in. Uh, what is this about Kurt Warner wanting all games to be indoors? I did he was talking about story. the weather impacted some of the field goals, and so he was saying that the games need to be indoors, which I think is just stupid. Why? Why not played outside? Like, so okay, what if the weather's going to... terrible... Gonna... Okay, but... Yeah, yeah, but... All right, now I, that I, you've had time to think about it, come back with a better answer. Okay, then why just, should I they... want you to speak. I want you to speak your mind and share your opinion. But when I tell you to share your opinion, you're like, I just think they should be outside. It's how, it's hard for me to football do much was, with that. Football meant to be played in the weather. Okay. What, said Says whom? Every, when the games were started, they weren't indoors. Without, like... <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, that's like saying that they weren't supposed to wash their uniforms because there were no laundry machines. So why, why should they be played indoors? Um, first of all, it's not even the argument I'm making, but if you're asking me to make it, thank you, I will. Uh, if the weather has that much of an effect that, like, Justin Tucker, one of the greatest field goal kickers in the game, uh, can't hit field goals, then it feels like it has enough of a... Football players aren't... I was going to say physicists. Is that physics? They're not. They don't study aerodynamics. They can't always be checking for all the possible outcomes of a kick and adjust to the wind that easily. They're not machines. You'd have to like change the way you kick to adapt to the weather. Why do we give the weather so much power? Why then it makes throws off parity in the league because people who play in warm uh, climates are are disadvantaged when they go play somewhere that's really cold and might have snow. That's not their fault. It's just where they were born or where they were drafted into. So why? So there's what an argument looks like, Trav. And then you would rebut. But that. then the northern teams have a disadvantage when they have to go to play in Florida and it's hot outside in in the fall, and they're not used to practicing in the and playing in the heat. It's but it's not usually oppressive heat in the fall. Uh, early on, like September. Those games are hot down there. Okay, so that's your counter-argument. Games should be played outside because weather is hard to play in? If the weather is going to impact the field goal, maybe, I don't know. Go for it. Don't settle for field goals. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. But that would also depend on... You can't always go for it. That doesn't... You actually, not... you, you actually could always go for it. It may yeah, not be but smart, but you Game you strategy... You shouldn't it depends always on how you go define for it. smart. 
Nah, I think some people say that you should, which is a fair argument. It's not, again, really about weather, but Travis has moved the argument to one where he has backup points, and you got to respect that. Mm. So I win. So you <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, that's, 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 that's not how that works. That's what okay, saying. all right, okay. I don't think... Uh, I will say I enjoy watching a snow game. It's very fun, and playing games indoors would take that away. It would also feel a lot like a smaller league. I don't mean that to mean any offense, but I think, like, indoor football league was a thing, and it had different rules. And so to take the rules of the NFL that have been adapted to a game that is mostly played outside and then move it inside would be different certainly i would also say we live in a world where people um like owners try to get taxpayers to cover the cost of stadiums and so the cost of building all of these new stadiums that have roofs on them would be uh burdened we would carry the burden for that regular people who pay their taxes That's so a great i point. would i would say in a time like this it's not really the most helpful thing kurt warner to say that every game should be played inside because um that's expensive i would say going forward especially for baseball any new stadium built should have to have a retractable roof because we should not be having games canceled or delayed because of lightning okay, or rain Okay, so now you're making a totally different point. no 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 because i don't want like football can be played out in the rain and snow so that's fine but i took a hard left here and get my other idea out here that baseball stadiums they should never be a rain delay just close the roof and keep it going so are you saying that all baseball games should be played indoors no they no you can play them outside it's you should not have to cancel a game because then fans are having to leave and then come back on another day or whatever and you're missing the game okay uh-huh. Sounds like you kind of agree with like No, because baseball isn't played. Be played. No, because baseball is a game that's played. Like if it's snowing, they're you're gonna cancel like cancel the game. They're not gonna play mm-hmm. in snow. Mm-hmm. Where football would, so you keep playing mm-hmm. in snow for football. Why wouldn't well, you could argue they should play baseball in the snow? That's if they want to. I'm fine with that. If they but, want to, but they would. But you know that they would cancel it. Okay. I'm just, you make it hard to argue with you because I'm not ever really sure if you care about what I, you're arguing. I win. I, uh, again, not, again, that's not how you win. Let him, just let him think it. Uh, after the win, uh, Bill's Mafia went to, went to Lamar Jackson's charity, uh, donated to Lamar Jackson's charity, uh, or a charity I think that he donates to a lot. That was nice. That was very nice. Like a couple years ago, Andy Dalton and the Bengals, I forget who they beat to help the Bills get in the playoffs. And so they just went to Andy Dalton's charity and just donated like $500,000 between their, like. That's awesome. There's fan bases need to take a note out of Bills Mafia and realize like when there was some person in the media that like attacked one of the Bills players, they went to his charity and started donating money. So they just fight everything with kindness. I was gonna say, it feels like you're saying if you, you should pick on the Bills mafia so that they will donate a bunch of money <laughs> to your charity that's not the takeaway here i will say when uh when they do games in buffalo because there were fans at this game but this has happened in the past i just happened to also notice it this week when broadcasters are in buffalo and they have to make a pick 
or they have to say anything about the game in front of a big crowd of Bills fans, they always seem terrified of Bills fans. They always say like, I love Bills Mafia and shout out to Bills Mafia. I love what you guys do. Uh, But today I'm going to go with the Ravens and I'm going to go with them because I just think that, and they just get really quiet (laughs) hoping that Bills fans (laughs) won't hear them be like, love you Bills Mafia, but your team sucks and I'm going with the other team. They seem like they're in a hostage situation and I kind of enjoy the energy that they bring. I, I would love to see a broadcaster walk in there and be like bills mafia you're gonna lose today and see what happens see how many condiments get squirted in your area or how many tables are lit on fire and then you're thrown through but your charity will get money so you're good your charity will get money but i just feel like you know put your money where your mouth is let's uh just tell the bills you think they're gonna lose to their face stop uh stop dancing around the truth if the truth is what you believe Mm, Packers point. 32, Rams 18. <laughs> that was uh, Packers 32, Rams 18. Aaron Rodgers, huh? Huh. Pretty Put cool. on another show. <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say something. It was the awkward silence. No, I don't do good. No, I don't do good I just with silence. I wanted you guys to say something, but you didn't. <laughs> it's okay. It was a good game. It was a weird game to evaluate because Aaron Donald was clearly not uh, at 100%. Last week, I think he was when he had that rib cartilage tear. And going into the game, he insisted that he was going to be fine. But then I think we just didn't see Aaron Donald the way we kind of expected to. Also, Jared Goff, does he have a thumb? We still don't really know. Up to I, mean, I think he yeah. has a thumb. Well, that's what you think, but, you know, until you bring me a picture of it, I'm not – I win. <laughs> so uh, this, the scariest thing about this game, I will say, was when Rodgers threw that touchdown pass to what's-his-face, the 58-yard pass, and he did that Aaron Rodgers smirk and smile uh. right before – and you were like, oh, no, he read the defense and he liked the book. And this is going to be a touchdown now. He's going to do something good. So uh-huh. I, have a, I have a question. and I'm not sure if on this podcast it's allowed to be talked about. Oh, well, let's uh, find out. The middle part of Aaron Rodgers' hair. Oh, well, I'll say uh-huh. this. Just I'll just be honest. I, um, I don't notice elite athletes um hair when they're playing because uh, i'm respectful of them but it, now that you've brought it up let me look and see and um and see how i feel about a us discussing it and then b it um <laughs> i googled aaron Rodgers center part and it says aaron Rodgers on ideal center <laughs> butt height and sweat which like i don't hair think middle part no, yeah, I, fi- I figured, Travis. I'm just letting you know what Google got wrong. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' new hairstyle style is going viral. He should get oh. that looked at. Uh, he, but hair is the main storyline early on. Yada, 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 yada. This is all about football, so I'm not really sure. Oh, well. Um, do, would you say that the center part feels to you like a conscious choice? I don't know. It's just, I, I saw it and I was taken aback. Okay. Um, it's, it's not a good look in my opinion. I don't think now, see, I don't think it was a choice. It feels like a, my hair is long now. And, and the I helmet just have does a, that. 
Yeah, and I don't have long hair normally, so I don't know all of the steps I must go through to make it look normal when I take my helmet off. Plus, you'd also have to do that thing where you like run your fingers through it and put your head back before he put his helmet on, and I bet we would make fun of him for that. So he's probably like, uh, this is what it looks like. He strikes me as a guy who doesn't put a lot of thought into his hair, and I say that as a compliment because my hair is in a very high pony right now. I agree with you, and I think the moral of the story here is is your number one rule. What's if that? we just just don't talk about someone's looks on this podcast, yeah, well, you violated it. I, I, I now I think I'm now officially on board with the don't objectify athletes. Yeah. So we've done how many podcasts together? And now you're on you- board. You spent all that time being off board with the no, number one rule of the podcast. I was never in a position to, you know, fully have to follow it. Mm. Sure. Okay. Wait till we start talking about women women's sports. I, I'm actually glad we got you on board. Before. Oh, I wouldn't go there. I was talking good. about the guys. Smart. It's good. <laughs> I'm not really that good. stupid. Really good and smart. Well, you never know. Sometimes people just do it. It's also why I do the editing for this podcast. Oh, yes. (laughs) Which, though, you earned my respect when you left in a lot of stuff on that BuzzFeed quiz episode. I was like, oh, he's going to take all of it out. And then I was like, he didn't take any of it out. And I respect that. What I'm saying is here on this episode, I've decided to respect you. Well, thank you, Katie. Does that feel good? It does. Uh, Anything else from this game that was super important that we should talk about? No. Chiefs 22, Browns 17. The Chiefs beat the Browns 22 to 17, which was a bummer for me as a, a big Browns fan. I made uh, I made it very known last week I was going to ride that bandwagon. Christina, I know you were debating riding the bandwagon, which was weird for you because of how they who they played last week, your Steelers, mm. and uh, and how they got here. But what, how did you feel watching the Browns game this week? So I was definitely, you know, not she was drunk. She didn't watch the game. <laughs> hey, you don't know. Hey, it's um, actually the recommended way to watch Browns games. I think. Yeah, that, that's what I hear. So I was just doing what was recommended to me. Um, yeah, that's right. No, I actually. So I did want to see the Browns win, and I know that my dad's going to get very mad at me for saying that as a Steelers fan. However, um, I wanted to see chaos. I wanted something fun to happen and i wanted to see the chiefs lose just because i thought it would be fun yeah i think uh, it's weird because the chiefs people like patrick mahomes people like that team they weren't they like andy Reid. it wasn't like a team they're not like patriots levels of like i want them to lose but when you're up yeah, against they're the browns people they're yes, getting close when to some of them, territory <clears throat> some of them are yes, likable some of them uh, just to emphasize uh but when they're when you're up against the Browns, it's very hard to not be cast as this like always winning, way too good. Someone's mm. got to bring you back down to earth because the, to see the Browns win would just be such a joy. Uh, I do fear that if the Browns really did it this year, uh, we would have created an absolute monster because these fans yes. have been waiting forever. And if they finally got it, they might then just get to a place where you know that's how the Patriots. 
where Patriots fans were born. Those people that you loathe, the way that people tell me online all the time when they like me, they have to say, even though you're a Patriots fan, which is like, you could have just, <laughs> you could have just simply said you liked me, me. And then that could have just it. been on board instead of saying, uh, in spite of a thing about you that you didn't really have a lot of control over. But it's true. People think that Patriots fans are insufferable and had the Browns gone for it, we would have had to stop loving them as much so this is probably mm. the best thing for the Browns long term I know nobody's thinking of it that way and I know it's hard for a Browns fan to hear but we did get chaos Christina we got that call that rule that every time it happens yes. in okay, a consequential true. game we log into the internet and argue whether or not this rule makes any sense and I bet that Travis has hot takes about this rule the rule is in English not in rule speak is if you fumble the ball out the back of the end zone or out the end zone or if the at the pylon, right, then you lose possession and it's a touchback for the other team. So if you're going to score a touchdown, you lose control of the ball. Uh, it You don't just not get the touchdown. <laughs> you also don't get the ball anymore, and now mm. it's their ball. Uh, Travis, what do you think about this rule? I think it's a horrible rule because if I fumble it at the one and it goes out of bounds right before the pylon, I get the ball at the one. But if Mm. I fumble it and it goes through the end zone and out of bounds, I don't get the ball back. But the defense at no point recovered the ball. So why do they get it? Well, I think because the end zone is considered their territory. Right? That's why we're trying to break in there. Like I kept yep. hearing people call it the end zone is hollowed grounds, and I think that's just well, that's just a stupid way that people who love sports too much say things sometimes, and they don't realize. That's like when <laughs> uh, I want to say I want to say it was Skip Bayless, and it might as well have been, but that's like when somebody said that uh, Steph Curry bringing his kid into a press conference ruined the sanctity of the post game mm. press conference, and you're like, well, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> there's okay. no. It's not a religion. She's, a, she's so. a child, but okay. Yeah, hallowed ground isn't really how I'd refer to the end zone. Um, although, you know, it does say end racism right above it this year. So maybe it is maybe it is a holy place. Because uh, <laughs> that's what did it, right? We ended racism because we wrote it on the back of Tom Brady's helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, I don't, I don't, I feel like a rule... Here's where I'm at. I feel like if a rule exists in the NFL, chances are a lot of people who know football better than I do have been have had their input considered and they've decided on this rule. Like this doesn't football's not that old of a game, so it's not like what are they called blue laws? Is that when you have a law in your state that's inherited from like way 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 forever ago and you're like this clearly shouldn't be a law anymore like you can't water your crops on a wednesday and you're like this I love those laws. doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> I, football's not old enough that we just inherited a bunch of laws in it that don't make sense i think these have all been pretty well thought out this is one though that it seemed like the vast majority of people on twitter and including former athletes thought it's a bad rule too though I wonder if I can find out like the argument for what do we even does it have a name? So Gene Sterator, um, someone sent me a link to I don't know how long ago he was saying that whenever the ball goes into the end zone, it's either a touchback or points are scored. And that was his reason for 
And he, I don't know if he used the word hollow, but then he also kind of said that same thing that it's something should happen. You don't just retain it is his argument. Yeah. Like, I guess you could say that the other option would, you could say that it, it doesn't give them points. And so therefore you didn't really mess up. It just took away your ability to score points you know what I mean it's not like it's a safety it's not like the other team gets points for your mistake they just get the ball yeah Mm. and that's what his point is because either you get points or it's kickoff and it's a touchback Mm. I'm just trying to figure out if there's a really good argument because that's like a fine argument but it's still like Okay, especially in a league where we are figuring out what's a catch and what's not a catch and a fumble and whatever. Like, yeah, did we're the ground still force of all that stuff is things. Yeah, we still don't really know. <laughs> so this one seems a little bit advanced, but it uh, it is certainly frustrating. And of course, this one was complicated by the fact that the fumble happened when a the Chiefs defender initiated head to head contact, like clearly dropped his arms, led with his head. Something that would have gotten you kicked out, correct me if I'm wrong, Travis, from a college game for targeting. Yes, and for some reason, it would have been a penalty in the NFL, but in the NFL, targeting is not reviewable, which seems kind of like that's an area that, like, it's understandable that you might miss it when you there's so much going on that that should be a reviewable play. But, the, I mean, I think the argument against that, and I'm, again, not saying this is my argument, but the argument against that is if you could review that many plays, it would slow everything down too much. Well, I mean, can't somebody from up above be watching it and all of a sudden, okay, like, I mean, we stop it for every every, every other little yeah, thing. Yeah, so. I think it could also be used against, I've seen a lot of, I'm trying to be devil's advocate, I've seen a lot of people who play football say, like, the way that they hit is now so... It's so limited in what oh, they can and can't do the, that I think target, it could be used. Yeah, the, it could be used against them if you review every. But then that's how I feel about holding. Where I'm like, there is holding on every single play. So it's Isn't like. Isn't that the point? I mean, it's football. So we're supposed this to is do that. safety, kind of though. Yeah, no, no, that I understand. What, yeah, no, that. Yeah. So that's the tough part is that it's like you want people to be more safe. But then I think it comes down to you have to have coaches who's who put that kind of stuff first and we're seeing a lot of coaches who openly don't coordinators mainly that keep getting jobs and so it's like how good can your it's the safety is something that we say is a priority and injuries are something we say we want to avoid but then if you're not going to review plays like this or you're not going to like spend time making sure teams are aware of the ways that are safe to hit and not safe to hit then what are we doing? But then it could also come down to, is there a safe way to, I think the whole thing with this is that we're all trying to avoid realizing that maybe the sport is, uh, it's very difficult to play safely. I agree. That is true. One thing I will say we can all probably agree on that is away from the controversy, but still related to it is that I didn't like that the chief's official Twitter account tweeted out the video of this happening and basically referenced their player. They called him Dirty Dan and said that he gets it done or whatever. And it was like, what are we doing, Chiefs? Yeah, that seems like, you like got, a poor social planning move there. You got away with it. 
people would probably have gotten over that. But now the official chief's Twitter account is like, we love this guy for doing exactly this thing that probably should have been a... Here's video of it that you can review. <laughs> Refs couldn't, but you can. You can watch over and over uh, how uh, violent this play was and how illegal it should have been deemed. Yeah, that did not seem very smart on their end. Don't know who runs mm. their social accounts, but maybe they need to have a talking to. Like, just in, it's probably somebody that uh, is, it, it, people always say it's an intern. It's probably not. That's a very yeah. powerful position. I would venture to it say just, it's definitely not an intern. I, I've been an yeah. intern and I was never given that much power. I know. People are always, they think it's like, oh, it's a Twitter account. Who else would run it? Like, a, I don't know, a smart person. And they should be paid handsomely. <laughs> and then they should be held accountable when they do stuff like this because it's not great. Uh, something else that happened in the actual game we could probably talk about. Uh, Mahomes got knocked out of the game. And I didn't mean that to sound like a, a reference to the fact that it was the concussion protocol. Uh, but he just didn't. He couldn't play. And Chad Henney played. And I think one of the more impressive things was watching uh, Eric Bieniemy and also Andy Reid continue to coach the team as if Mahomes was in. Like, Chad Henney had a pretty bad interception in the end zone. And you would think that they would take their foot off the gas, but they didn't. And that they was... certainly did not. <laughs> pretty cool to see uh, Chad Henney balling out. Oh, man, I just remembered a funny tweet I saw, but I have to find it. So discuss while I look for it. Yeah, Mahomes, he did not look well when he got like he looked like a like a baby deer. Like his his body wasn't there and I I saw someone post that while not good that two players had concussions but at least the protocol seems to be working when Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes left the game and did not return because of concussion protocol. Like okay, maybe these we we're just talking about player safety it is actually kind of working when the star players aren't being allowed to return. Yeah, my first thought was when he went into the locker room, I was like, this has to be – It's and I mean, this is just, again, my lack of trust in most institutions. But I was like, this – he must be really concussed if they held him out because you'd have to make the argument to the team that you deemed this so severe that Patrick Mahomes couldn't come back into the game. A thing that I think should have – he should not have come back in. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm arguing that concussions can only keep you out of a game if they're bad. We just have seen team doctors make decisions that have led a lot of people to be mm. skeptical about how well they evaluate these situations. And I know some changes have been made, but I think you're right, Travis. This is a good sign that, like, obviously a bad sign that concussions happened. The good sign is that, like, Patrick Mahomes was taken out of this game in a, which in was probably an important game. Yeah. Yes, an important game, which was probably more frustrating for Browns fans because as a Browns fan for the day, uh, that was when I got my hopes up. And again, that sounds mean. I was not at all happy about Patrick Mahomes leaving the game. But when you see Chad Henney enter the game, you're like, this game's close enough that the Browns could actually pull this off now. And they didn't. And it was a bummer. But I really think like, Shout out to Chad Henney. And a thing I saw was that uh, somebody, this may have been from an old article or it was from today's, but I, or from yesterday's game, but I think it's old, but maybe not. I don't know. He was, uh, Chad Henney was told that hashtag Henney thing is possible was trending <laughs> on social media. And Chad Henney said that the only social media platform he uses is LinkedIn. What? How incredible is that? A backup quarterback 
in the NFL not only doesn't use social media, but when he does, it's for, it's LinkedIn, for LinkedIn to post app his resume. <laughs> like, what, does he even have? Does I don't mean this to sound rude. I'm genuinely asking: Do professional athletes update their resume? Do they need to have a resume? I mean, if does if... Chad Henney have an agent? I don't. Is genuinely asking, is a backup quarterback the kind of person that doesn't have an an agent because it's a waste of money? So after some research, he has, uh, he's updated it. Yeah, he's put like his stop to team. Oh, thank God you checked because I deleted LinkedIn so long ago because A, I didn't feel I really needed it anymore. And B, it was sending me incessant emails and I could not oh, figure out so how to unsubscribe emails. from them. Like I've hit unsubscribe on every email, but you know how when they put an unsubscribe in there and every mm, website does yep. it differently. And like, I think LinkedIn does it so that you have to specifically unsubscribe from every single type of, either way, it got so annoying that I just deleted it. So now I can't even look to anybody else's LinkedIn. She likes something a week ago on LinkedIn. Shut up. He logs into <laughs> LinkedIn. What did he like? This is awesome. Uh, a construction company. And then he liked something about uh, Bruce, Arians on, Bruce Arians on being a father. Um, Wait, Bruce Arians posted on LinkedIn? No, it was like uh, it was a, someone posted a quote that Bruce Arians had. Sorry, Travis, maybe I need you to zoom out a little bit further. Do people use LinkedIn as if it were a different... Has it changed? I haven't been on it in years. I'm never on it. Do you post a a status? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, Do you you post statuses? Yeah, you can... Apparently you can because there's people like commenting on posts and you can like and you can share it. Uh, Is it popping on LinkedIn? Do I need to get back on LinkedIn? (laughs) Have I been going to Twitter like an idiot when I could be going (laughs) to LinkedIn and be networking with people through commenting on their statuses about stati about uh, Bruce Arians? Two months ago, he liked a post about some watch company. Well, why don't you tell me about the watch company without naming it? Because they haven't paid the money for it. Uh, Apparently, they have breath. They have a breathtaking collection of watches designed for him and her. Celebrate the festive season with absolute adventure. What does it say about me? First of all, absolute adventure doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But also, what does it say about me that when you said they have a breathtaking collection, I was like, oh, they have breathalyzer watches? I instantly in my head was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. You could convince your friends not to drive. You could be like, look what time it is. Time for you to have a water. Oh, yeah. Anything else, Trav? Anything else on his LinkedIn? Thank you for doing this deep dive. This is an investigation. Let's brand this segment. Sports asks the tough questions. He, uh, <laughs> seven months ago, he liked a post by the Jacksonville Jaguars where they um, announced a couple of uh, coaching signings. Trade rumors. Ooh. We can start some Chad Henney trade rumors. Didn't he come from, wasn't he on the Jaguars? Yeah. I think, should I message him on here? Yes. Okay, what's up, Chad? Didn't you, didn't you message Dan Snyder? <laughs> yeah, he never accepted my friend request, oh, though. We still have to check in on that. I will say this isn't fair to Chad Henney, but because I'm such a big fan of not the person, but the song Chad Kelly, the rap that he wrote back in the day, 
um, all day I was like, number one QB, Chad Henney, which isn't fair. But you know what I'll say? I don't think Chad Kelly deserves to have that song anymore. And so I officially motion that we give that song over to Chad Henney, even though he's like, under um all american swag i don't know if that's true about chad henny but i think chad henny should just own it okay so we have more so you know okay. that there's like skills and endorsements on your linkedin page and people can be like oh that person's really good at like did, copywriting or whatever i believe you uh his top skills leadership. is he good at copywriting <laughs> no his top skills leadership is a nine athlete development eight i feel like that's a little athlete low development. quarterback fundamentals 10 what's and then, it Industry knowledge, athletics is only a five. Athletic training is a five. And then physical training is a five. What is going on? Well, I think he would be thinking of like the pedagogy, pedagogy, like the teaching of it to people. He's giving himself Mm. a five. Like I have been taught it, but I have not learned how to teach it. Uh, So five seems fair to me. This is also better than a Madden rating. I'm learning way more about Chad Henney from how he ranks his own. He said he was a 10 at quarterback fundamentals. I mean, he is in the NFL. Let me ask you this, Trav. That's a great point, uh, Travis. Sorry. Um, do you is are those self-selected or is it like when I'm filling out a form for my taxes or a form for something and it's like, what's your occupation? And there's a pull-down menu. Do you get to write your skills out yourself or do you yeah, have to choose from a drop-down menu? I think you can put them in there and then people then can endorse them. Can you? Is there a way to click on something and see who else has quarterback? fundamentals listed as a like can you click on the skill and see who else has that listed on their profile no i can just see the people that have endorsed it man linkedin that would be a really smart idea because i'd love to know who else on linkedin says that they're a 10 or any number at quarterback fundamentals and if you currently have a linkedin and you're listening to this go to your linkedin and add quarterback fundamentals to your skills and just give yourself a one because maybe it's important for your future employer to know that if you were asked to be a quarterback in an nfl game you probably we wouldn't be able to do that. Gardner Menchu's on here, but he hasn't updated it since he was at East Carolina. So that's no long. That's not good. I was hoping we had some Why other quarterbacks to judge. Did you have a? Well, maybe it's an indication that like these were people who were like, look, I might not make it. So let me go ahead and yeah, let me have like you know something if... else. Yeah, public but at least like too. did Chad Henney list on his LinkedIn skills that are not related to football? Because having a football resume to me seems like a huge waste of time. No. Did he say how good he was at selling insurance? No, it's all NFL. I'm trying to see if there's any other That's quarterbacks. Let's see. Let's, let's see if Deshaun Watson's on here. He, he. Uh, oh, I mean, no, he might no, be. He's not on here. Sorry. Oh, that makes sense. I think. How old do you think Chad Henney is? Here, let me show you a picture of his face. He's probably thirty. No, don't say it if you actually know. Oh, shit, wrong way. Hmm. Chad thirty-four Henney. seems accurate. It's 35. That wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. You got it well, right I, away. I knew when he played college. <laughs> well, that's why I said don't say it if you know. I, took, I didn't know. I just took a guess. Chad Henney. Number one QB swag. Um, he So where? what professional teams has he played? Yeah, he was at the Jaguars. That's why I opened this up. Dolphins, Jaguars, Chiefs. Florida, Florida. Uh, not Florida. Are you on LinkedIn? Also a Super Bowl champion. Uh, I think I deactivated. So I deleted yeah. it. I think I yeah. deactivated. There's no post for you. Yes. Dang I, I But up to... through working at Fox Sports 1, I used to update it. Like I used to think it was important. And I think somebody was like, you don't have to do that now. And I was like, but. Mm. 
I should. But then the emails, it was just too much for me. I also haven't logged into Facebook in two years, maybe three. Yeah, Facebook I haven't used in a long time. I'm just afraid now. At this point, I'm afraid to check it. Yeah, it's like, exactly. What's, what did I miss? What has somebody been hoping that, like, who's mad at me because they posted on my Facebook exactly. and I didn't check it? Like, I have, for two birthdays, have not checked it. About to have another one. Not going to know if anyone says anything. Because once it got to a point where it was just like, HBD from people I haven't seen since high school, I was like, these no longer bring me joy. Mm. Your birthday on Facebook used to be, Christina, I don't know if you ever got any of this or if it was too late and already bad by the time you got access to Facebook. But your birthday on Facebook was the best because it was when you got to college, you weren't seeing your high school friends, they could keep in contact with you. I remember in college, I used to like, my friends and I would leave videos on each other's Facebook page, (laughs) just like being absolutely dumb, knowing other people could see them, but knowing nobody else would care to watch them because Facebook was just Facebook. And now it's like, you can get in a fight with strangers on Facebook. That's not what Facebook was supposed to be for. It was supposed to be like, I know this person and I like this person. Yeah, Facebook's crazy now. I used to, when I was in high school and college, I used to upload like every single picture I ever took of anything to Facebook. Uh, Same. That's why I haven't deleted it outright. That's why I've only stopped logging in because I Googled like, how do I save all of the photos I've updated, uploaded to Facebook before I delete it? And it's like a complicated process last I checked. Mm. So I was like, I can't delete. I just have to keep it there. And then I guess I'll delete it someday. But man, I should really deactivate it. So I stop. uh, I had a rule in college that nobody older than, I think my brother was the oldest person that I would um, friend on Facebook. No yeah, parents. Now the power, the power of whether or not you enjoy going to Facebook is like how loud and opinionated is your loudest friend and or relative. <laughs> Katie, when you got a, when you got a Facebook account, did you have to have a? Um, I was a university the, edu yes. email. Yeah, I think we were the last year of that. Or I had to have that too. Year. I, think I didn't have, have to have that. Of that. Well, yeah, you're remember, nineteen. Well, and it started in kids in high school came in first because they had heard about Facebook and how all these college kids were on Facebook. And then once the kids who needed a college email to get into it grew up, then they like made it, okay, you can be, you don't need your email anymore. And then older people came in and now it feels like it's sort of the platform of the older generations. But I could Mm. be wrong. Again, I haven't been on it in years. I just know that... um, I'm not as well liked there as I maybe am <laughs> on other websites. And when you do something that gets you in a controversy, hopefully you two will never have to know anything about what that feels like and being on the internet when that happens. But uh, I'd never checked my, I have like a Facebook fan page that I used to use when I was coming up. Liter- I would interact with my fans. I loved them. They were like people that I talked to because I was fascinated that anybody could care about something I do unless they know me personally. So I made sure to know them personally. And then when I got to Fox and someone was like, let me run your Facebook, I was like, no, I would never give a platform with my name on it to somebody who could easily make a mistake that I can't back up. So instead I just stopped using it. But when I got in trouble for saying something mean about a person that is famous, I checked my Facebook probably a couple days later and it was just full of people with very strong opinions. And I was like, you guys are yelling into a void and you don't even know. Like nobody goes to your Facebook to say nice stuff. Mostly it's just like, where, let me find this person. 
Yeah, no, I avoid situations where my feelings will get hurt <laughs> as much yeah, as humanly possible. So yeah, that's yeah that reading the comment section, reading my Facebook wall, I will avoid mm. those interactions that's because I'm, just, I'm really it's just hurting very, my own feelings. Yeah, I've started, I've now adapted and by adapted, I mean, I've probably just like numbed this part of my body so much that I try to approach whenever I log into the internet, I assume the person is complimenting me. I'm like, really I'm like, going to read this I as a compliment. I have to go grab my laptop charger. Hold on one second. <gasps> oh, no. Okay, pause. Uh, Christina just left to grab her uh, laptop charger. And I, when she came back, I was like, what were we talking about? And it was so far from what we were supposed to be talking about that w- I realized we may have been in the middle of something. We're going to move on <laughs> to, back to sports now because we were talking about social networks for way too long. But did you request, did you send a message to Chad Henney? Oh, no, I will, though. Okay. Good. I mean, we don't tell them we don't have any jobs. If anything, we have negative amount of jobs, but we certainly would love to chat. Chad Henney. Um, how did you guys feel about Romo in this game? Many people have many opinions about Romo, and I was on board with him and then was like, people getting annoyed with him are just looking to be contrarian. He's fine. But I, I have now noticed something about Tony Romo that I can't unhear, and it bothers me every game. But I'm curious to know if you guys are pro Tony Romo Travis I bet you aren't and uh or or (laughs) con anti you guys go first I mean I don't think that I have anything negative to say but I'm interested to hear yeah I I I like him perfectly fine I'm wondering what your annoyance is though because once you say it I feel like I'm going to know what it is and then it's going to be Mm. really annoying I know I'm I'm like worried about saying it because I don't I pointed it out to Dan and now Dan is like I hear it all game and then by the end of the game yesterday Dan was like I I never want to hear from Tony Romo again (laughs) and I was like no 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 it's not that bad (laughs) Travis what's your what's your opinion I think he tries too hard yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's, that's a fair criticism. I also think that job is really, really hard. And hearing somebody do it differently and with excitement. I saw a couple people, I think Charlotte Wilder said, like, normalize enthusiasm. Like, he is a little happy and like, whoa, but it's like, <laughs> well, I mean... How much happiness and joy and like loud joy is in your life right now? Maybe we're finding it annoying because we're not full of joy. I don't know. But is it really the worst thing if you try hard at your job? But this past week, he, I felt like he was just on one and it wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. Like he was like, did a Mortal Kombat quote. He had Uncle Rico. And it just seemed like, <laughs> take it down he like he was about a 10 yesterday and like just take it down to like a seven for me related but unrelated i'm sorry to greg jennings a very kind man who's about to catch a stray from me but <laughs> if greg jennings goes through another game where he says he put the in this person put the whole team on their back uh it was so funny the first time because it references for those who don't know there was a popular internet video where someone was like greg jennings he puts the whole team on his back uh and so when greg jennings said it while calling a game he works for fox uh it was like oh my god greg jennings said the greg jennings line but then every game i've heard since then greg jennings says it again and again Mm. and you're like hey greg it was so fun it's getting it's you can't keep doing it buddy all right not this many people could be putting the whole team on their back but i get it i think that's a hard job to like know when you should and when you should at least get it sponsored 
Yeah, sure. Right? Put the whole team on your back. Sponsored by Camel Pack. Um, but if you don't want to have Tony Romo ruined for you, skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, I'll try to keep saying Romo throughout this conversation so that if you skip ahead and you hear somebody say Romo, you can you can know to keep skipping. Um, Tony Romo, when he's calling a game, does this thing where he'll say, and then blank, like person, is like, hey, man, don't hit me. Or then this, the, the quarterback here is like, who am I going to throw this to? And it's like, <laughs> if I were the person he was talking about, I'd be like, Tony, that's actually not at all what I was thinking in that situation. You can talk about the situation without saying what I'm like in my head. I'm like, oh, the receiver on was running that route. He turned around and he's like, hey, Tom Brady, why don't you put the ball where we agreed to? And you're like, he didn't say that. He didn't say you're misattributing a quote to him, Tony Romo. Tony Romo, you came up with a quote and then you plastered it onto a person. And like, athletes are people. Don't speak for them, Tony Romo. At least say allegedly. I know. I mean, yesterday it got to a point when Tony Romo was saying something and I expected him to be like, and in this situation, the football is like, hey, don't throw me so fast. <laughs> you're like, Tony, stop. But it, it really, it grates on your ears. I think he's very sweet. I think he's very good at this. I think the thing that people loved about him the first few seasons was he would predict plays or like let you know what to look for and it made you smarter. But then I think it became a bit where they're like, hey, Tony, what's going to happen on this next play? And then he got a couple wrong, and you're like, all right, well, he's not a magician. It was interesting where he didn't think that final play was going to happen. And like, oh, Romo was thinking the same thing that I was thinking, that it was just to try to draw him offside. Yeah, but then it happened. So you it, both were wrong. But so I do I do appreciate him. It's funny that like I'm not a fan of it, but I appreciate like his just youthful and like – joy for plays in the game yeah, yeah. i would I think say... there's times where he sorry go ahead christina i was like <laughs> oh, i'll jump in and then you'd go uh, we Romo's... are going to change our platform that we record this yeah, on next no. week because we have done nothing but talk over each other this entire time sorry go ahead um i would say Ro romo's constant narration of other people's thoughts is yes. what i do to dogs so I tend to do that. Are you ever like petting your dog and your dog looks at you a certain way and you're like, whoa, she's thinking, don't touch me. You know, I do that yes. all yes. the time. But so. in your defense and in our defense, it's not like I could put a microphone in Myrtle's face and ask her for comment and she could be like, that's <laughs> exactly. actually not what I was thinking at all. Uh, and it actually is a coping mechanism when I look at when she makes these because Myrtle has a very biting wit. She has a very sharp sense of humor where I'll make fun of her for doing something and she'll give me this look that's like, lady, I know what you do. And I'm like, okay, all right, no judgment. <laughs> like, it helps me to hear her internal monologue that probably doesn't exist. But to do that to a human is a little, on a national humans. platform, <laughs> while they're doing their job. Imagine if there's a camera on you while you're doing your job. Imagine if we were here on this podcast and I was like, right now, Christina's like, I really wish Katie <laughs> took a shower before this podcast. And then I moved on without letting you address it. And you're like, I'm, but I'm right here. Like, it's not what I was that, thinking. That wasn't my thought at all. Yeah, no, I can. 
it would to do it to other humans who actually have thoughts and can yeah. use their words to articulate yes. what they are thinking. And it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> he doesn't do it in ways where it's like, and the quarterback is like, oh, I don't know if I agree with taking a knee during the, he's not going nuts with it. But it's like, you can do it a couple times and it changes the feeling of the broadcast. It feels a lot more like colloquial and conversational because you say like and then you talk about them as people. But when you get to a point where he's now, he does it so much that I'm like, you're going to overreach with this and you have to stop <laughs> assigning the thoughts of the athlete to the, you should be able to discuss what happened or even say the quarterback here might be thinking, hey buddy, where were you on that? But you can't say and Tom Brady's like, where were you on that? Because you don't know. You do. It's. I've got an idea for CBS going forward. Now I'm actually going to embrace. A tip from a tip from Travis. That's a new. That'll be a new drop. <laughs> Travis tip. <laughs> I'm going to embrace actually what you don't like, and CBS going forward needs thought bubbles across above the players after the play. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like you can put you're there. getting into a dangerous area. We are not going to be able to do that without making a lot of people very mad. So I, I would don't go, think. Uh, counterpoint, I would love to see what Drew Brees' thought bubble said when the last thing he might look at in his entire NFL career was a person taking a knee. I just would love mm. to know what the thought bubble was in that scenario. <laughs> Um, what else? Anything else from that game? We've talked about it for a long time. Box Saints! The Box 30 Saints 20! So the Bucks beat the Saints. The battle of the olds in the battle of the, in the History Channel game. The Bucks beat the Saints 30 to 20. One thing I was really confused about in this game, and it was actually before this game, and I have nothing but respect for Jay Glazer. He's actually one of the only people from, like, I have him in my phone. He's been very nice to me. He's a very nice man. I was very confused before this game because they went to him for what felt like a report, and he said what felt like a report. He said, I can report that this is Drew Brees' last game. Then he stopped a sentence, and then he said, in New Orleans. And then they went back to the to the studio and they were like, thanks for that breaking news there. But they said it really offhandedly. And I was like, has Drew Brees announced that he's retiring? Was that Drew Brees retirement announcement? And then in the beginning of the game, uh, Joe Buck kind of referenced that it could, we don't know this could be the last time we see Drew Brees. And then later in the broadcast, they said, like, this is Drew Brees' last. I'm so confused about this story. And admittedly, I didn't, like, follow up today and Google it. But it just seemed so strange that there was this thing that I thought was reported and would could easily have been a personal error that I misheard Jay Glazer. But it felt like it was reported that Drew Brees was done. And then... I think it's Maybe just. Isn't? I think it's just everybody assumes he's got the TV deal waiting for him whenever he hangs it up, and it's just like believed to be in Glazer. Maybe I don't know if was but, had some information. But he said, I can report. Yeah, I don't know. And I, also, after the game, I saw Drew Brees was like, he's not sure he'll evaluate it like he always does, and yada yada yada. If after that game, you aren't sure. And it was reported before the game that you were. Maybe there's a miscommunication or something. But if after that game you're not like, yes, best for me to just say that was it for me. Because that, he looked old. Which isn't your fault, Drew Brees. 
It's time's fault. It's not your fault at all. It's also not fair to you that you were playing against a 43-year-old who somehow still sometimes looks like he's not 43 because of some aversion to tomatoes and never drinking a cup of coffee. Like, that's very frustrating. But it doesn't just, it doesn't change what's the reality for you. And that's okay. Like, it actually would be, to me, that game felt like closure of like, well, I tried it. And I think it's I think it's done now. And I'm trying not to be too mean to him because I'm not I don't dislike his, you know, whatever I whatever my opinion is on Drew Brees. It felt like uh you they I mean they brought Jameson to score a touchdown. Like what's his face being out? Their other backup quarterback, Taysom Hill, like being out was a big storyline going into the game of how that would affect if if people are that concerned about who backs you up, I would say that maybe you're not a starting quarterback anymore. And I'm sorry. The way that he ran off the field and then who knows if this was just the motion of if I don't know if he's ever done this after other games when the season's ended, but just him and his wife just standing there on the field. It just it felt like that was it. And I think it's yeah. the general assumption that this was his last game and that you know his playing career is over although I don't think he has officially said yep I'm done this is it but I think it's almost safe to assume he's done especially with the TV deal and everything but um yeah I think it's that that's just what everybody's assuming so but it could also be a negotiation tactic Yeah. yeah it could also be like a look I'm not I don't know if I'm done Maybe add a couple zeros to that TV deal, and uh, we'll see how done I am. But mm, until the, pe- the ink is on moves. the paper. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I don't know. Who's to say? It's just weird that today every conversation on sports TV has been like, is that a good or a bad last game for Drew Brees? And Drew Brees is like, it wasn't my last game necessarily. And it's like, well, when, let's just say that it was, maybe. I yeah, think. Let's, just, let's just say that it was. It wasn't great. It wasn't great that ja- I mean, good for Jameis Winston, I guess, for for getting that moment against his former team. But like the furthest, I don't know this statistically, but I would venture a guess that his touchdown pass was one of the furthest passes thrown downfield in the game by the Saints. I don't think he was at the time. I think it was like the longest pass between both quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Tom Brady's slinging it downfield all that much, but Drew Brees seemed to struggle. Outside of, what, 10, 15, 20 yards. And, and that's, you know what? Stop putting me in a position where I have to talk about this, Drew Brees. Because it's, of course, you can't. Christina and I, well, Christina's 26, but what we covered earlier was that you can't drink the way you did when you were younger and you drank. Like, things sure happen to your body when you get older. And so if I were playing a contact <laughs> sport, you just can't do it as well as you used to because your body's like, can we go to bed now? He's trying to play with broken ribs and a punctured lung, and Christina's I mean, he hurting got so over, hurt. hey, over it. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just me, don't me want and him Drew to Brees break are, his body. are much of the same. I had yeah, one too many vodka sodas at a three-year-old's birthday party. He tried to, you know, throw it downfield, and he no longer can. I relate to Drew Brees in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, you also <laughs> failed publicly, and but here's the thing: you owned it. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't. Yeah, I wouldn't I say that I'm. Uh, Last night's makeup, you know, me and Drew Brees were, yeah. were powering through. I wouldn't say that I'm reporting that that was the last time you're ever going to drink at a three-year-old's birthday party because I don't know if you're comfortable saying that yet, but I, I am reporting that you're going to be more conscious of the effects that alcohol has on your body moving forward. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I would say that is a fair assumption. 
Thank you. That's <laughs> how you do a report. Uh, what else happened in this game? I mean, a lot of things. After the, a did lot you of things. did you see the video after the game? Oh yeah, of Tom Brady with uh, Drew Brees' kids. Yeah. I have a couple <laughs> takeaways your, from I it. I saw your tweet on what? this actually. <laughs> what was it? So everyone's taking note of his son asking Tom to throw him the ball, and he throws a touchdown pass, which is great. But then yeah, I think it's his well, daughter it's- does a cartwheel, and then I don't know who if it's an, her sibling or who the other kid is, but she's just dropping elbows and just beating this kid up, and no one is acknowledging <laughs> what? it. Yes, it is. Let me pull up. Did you go did back you tweet and the video? It. Yes. Yes, I I quote tweeted it. Okay, go back and rewatch and pay attention to what his daughter is doing the entire time. She is severely dominating whoever the, this other kid is it's very common. he is my favorite oh my God, you have so many ohio state tweets i gotta scroll through oh it's a big day sorry this tweet what happened in oh, o- players were announcing state? if they're staying or leaving and then i also ah. love how his kids are dressed like they've got a seven on seven flag football game coming up one kid had the, the you know the spandex underneath the shorts they all got jerseys on like they're ready i love it okay i see the cartwheel just and then another it. cartwheel. Okay, the touchdown <laughs> has been thrown. And then the people's elbows coming up. And then, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, they're not even elbows. They're the people's knees. Whoa, that's the kid doing the cartwheels. The cartwheeler is yeah. the aggressor. Yeah, she's yep. my favorite breeze out there. And then she does a handstand and then Drew catches her feet, which I thought before was something sweet. But now I realize he's just holstering her weapon. She was... <laughs> She was out there. I mean, thank you for bringing light, shedding light on that, Travis. That feels really important. I was going to shed light on the hug that Breeze and Brady had being toxically masculine because the two of them have their <laughs> hips so far back when they hug. And it's like, what are we afraid of? Yep, they seem a little Let's... uncomfortable. Like, should we, should yeah. we do it? Should we do it? Okay, we we're doing it. And then they're right, like holding it. back their butts. Like, guys, it's a, it's okay if your belts touch each other's belts. It's okay. It was like an eighth grade dance. <laughs> yes, they were leaving room for Jesus, as they used to say <laughs> at the dances we went to, which we were not doing. You can't grind up on somebody if Jesus is there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Jesus is into that. I don't pretend to know the guy. Um, what else happened? <laughs> was You said you had a couple takeaways from that video, Trav. Was that, was I that think mostly I just it? unloaded them all there. Yeah, well, it was just one take, but that's all right. It was a, a nuanced take with many sides to it. Uh, what is this thing in here that says Arians has an interesting quote about Brady with a shot at Belichick? It was like they didn't let him like coach or something like that. I have to click the link and I forget the exact quote. I will say I've brought this up before, but Brady watching Brady get frustrated at penalties, like pre-snap penalties. I think that really bugs him because that was Belichick's whole thing was like. Oh, here's here's the quote. I allow him to be himself like New England didn't allow him to coach. I allow him to coach. I just sit back sometimes and watch. This has strong new girlfriend energy. If you are in a relationship, maybe we don't pass judgment on the relationship that came before you. Because maybe the relationship that came before you turned that person into the better, more functional person they are now because of lessons learned. So it's tough to say, if I had been his girlfriend before, like (laughs) his past girlfriend didn't support his endeavors. It's like, yeah, well, maybe uh, his endeavors weren't ready to be supported. 
supported and he became not saying that every relationship before the one that you're in currently with your whoever it is not saying that every relationship they were in was good not saying that you need to be in a bad relationship to grow as a person I'm just saying you thank you next you walk away from a relationship you learn lessons from it and you grow ideally I just think it's a pretty bold stance to say like I let Tom be Tom and all those years he was successful they his ex-girlfriend never let Tom be Tom and it's like well maybe it worked so yeah he he got something out of that ex-relationship which to your point probably makes him with a different mindset a different more well-rounded player he is right now so let's not throw shade at the ex-girlfriend the ex-girlfriend made him who he is and bruce arians what you said to me in that quote was that sometimes you let him do his job and your job yes i wouldn't say i i I would not publicly admit that that you know he does his job and also my job because i don't Mm. do my job i don't know if i would admit to that one yeah, I mean, it's, you know, maybe I'm I'm definitely reading too much into it, but I'm just saying in defense of the, the target here, which was an ex-girlfriend that I happen to be rather fond of, I wouldn't talk about her that way. <laughs> the ex-girlfriend, a lot, of, a lot of great things came from it, and since leaving it, though, he's looking even better. Like, it's... Ta- I don't know if he's looking even better. I mean, the, ex- the ex-girlfriend right now is looking a little rough. I don't rough. know if he's looking even better. Better, I would say that this new girlfriend came with a lot of features included. I would yes. say a lot of a lot of uh, features came standard. It's the vitamin. It's the extra vitamin D that the the new girlfriend is able to get that the new girlfriend. Yeah, can't it's get. the extra vitamin D. I think it's the extra uh, receipt. Whatever the metaphor is for receiving core. Uh, yes, it is certainly that is better than the ex girlfriend had to offer. But that was a product of the ex-girl... Well, whatever. This metaphor has already fallen apart. I'm just saying he's got a lot more to work with. <sighs> um, that's probably it, right? That's it for that game. There had to be something. I swear that I was going to say a very smart sports point. But, you know, we don't have time for it. So probably just move on. Um uh, the biggest story outside of the actual football games in the NFL this week, Deshaun Watson versus the Texans. This has been the I mean, the fact that there is playoff football on and on Saturday and Sunday, one of the main topics discussed by all these roundtables that we assembled across sports media was this. That sucks for the Texans. That shows just how poorly the Texans are managing this situation. So Deshaun Watson, to oversimplify this like crazy, apparently was told by ownership, that he would have a say in who would be hired at the coach and GM position after they were vacated. And then somebody was hired by the Texans. It was Nick Casario from the Patriots uh, for the GM position. And Deshaun was not consulted. And so Deshaun is now basically tweeting, somebody save me. Deshaun is giving us all the signal that we tell our friends to give us when they're in a conversation and they need to be rescued. He's like, come get me. We are. He needs the phone call on the first date that's like, <laughs> I'm in distress and I need you to come get me. And he's like, gotta go, have to leave. He tweeted, I guess like, um, I think Schefter tweeted something about uh, Watson's anger. Was a two? What was it that he was a Schefter, two? If, yeah, Schefter said at one he was at a two and it made him go to a ten. And then, like, then a week later, uh, no, I think he said, I think he said, if if Deshaun Watson's anger when they traded away DeAndre Hopkins was a two, 
then his anger in this situation is now a 10. And then a couple, like a week later, Deshaun tweeted, was at a 2, now 10, which is, I mean, good tweeting. It's the it's the best word economy I've ever seen. He doesn't he doesn't waste a single word in that tweet. Was at a, he probably could say, was a 2, now 10. Either way, uh, he's unhappy. He's made it known. And while the Texans have not said that they're accepting trade offers for him, apparently teams have been reaching out because, you know, they heard through the grapevine that maybe Deshaun Watson is not thrilled. The number, th- the three teams that I heard them talk about today on ESPN as like the top, emerging as the top destinations were the Dolphins and the Jets and then the Panthers was one I heard today. And now um, he sure. does have a no trade clause though. So he controls yes. a lot of this. Yes, which is exactly what he's looking for given the fact that he feels he can't trust them to control it. Like, I understand there's a lot in the way sports are run and the business of it all that we disagree with that like fundamentally people disagree with for like other people. There are exemptions to laws that allow sports to be run differently so that there can be a draft that would not work for people who work in most other types of jobs. So obviously the business is very different, but I saw a lot of people yesterday saying that Deshaun Watson was being a diva for expecting to be included in these conversations like you're a player you do not get to make these kinds of decisions and whether or not you agree with that I don't but it doesn't matter it's not about whether or not he should be consulted it's whether or not he should have been told he would be consulted and then was not consulted the problem is People get so defensive of their team because if you're a Texans fan, you see that Watson is saying mean things about your team and you know you're not going to leave with Watson if Watson leaves. So you get protective of your team, you get defensive, and you say things like he's being dramatic, he wants more than he should be able to have, he's not grateful, all these things that you don't know Deshaun Watson and are pretty mean, but people don't notice that because they think they're defending the team. But the people who know that are the owners. The owners know that you, when you root for the Texans, you're not rooting for ownership. You're rooting for the team. But the team is comprised of people and they can turn you on your people because they know you have loyalty to their team. We let owners get away with a lot of stuff because of this. It's the same thing that happens when the when the uh, I must just call them the Flyers when the <laughs> Eagles uh, throw a game allegedly uh, so that they can get better draft picks. Where people are like, "Hey, that's how the business works," and it's like you're not supposed to root for the business. I'm not rooting for an owner to get a deal. I'm not rooting for the owner to make more money. I'm rooting for my football team. And if my football team doesn't win, I'm supposed to be upset because I'm suppo- they're supposed to try to win. I just don't know how to get that through to some fans. I had this like very long Twitter fight and it wasn't like yelling at each other. But I was like talking to this guy yesterday who came at me in Mina's mentions trying to be like, dude, because he was arguing that, you know, bosses lie to their employees. It just happens. Are you ignorant? And I'm like, no, I'm not ignorant. But Deshaun Watson is in a position where he can say, don't lie to me. 
He's it, that's the way his job works. Most employees don't make four years, one hundred fifty-six million dollars either. Like, but that, but Travis, that number is used against Deshaun Watson. That you make all this money, how could you not be grateful? And what's not mentioned is how much the owners make in this situation, especially when they can demonize Deshaun Watson and say, like, look, this guy doesn't love Houston enough. Who's Houston? It's all of you, Houston fans. So we should all turn on Deshaun Watson. When it's like, well, we're just, you lied to him. I sure wish you didn't lie to him. And then we could keep Deshaun Watson. Like, that's an okay stance to have. You can be a Texans fan who's pissed that your team screwed that up and you lost Deshaun Watson. But to be mad at Deshaun Watson for saying, hey, you told me I could have this. I signed a deal with you. And then you took that away from me is like, how can you be mad at that? How do you feel, though, about him being spotted wearing a Falcons jacket? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think he posted it on uh, Instagram, so you can go look if you want to. But I will say this is a photo of him in a jacket. It's a sick jacket. That's a very cool looking jacket. (laughs) I don't think he's saying I want to go to the Falcons. Also, you're forgetting that a lot of um, a lot of football players come into the league having teams they root for that aren't their team. And And he is, he is from Georgia. Yeah, so he probably was a Falcons fan and had that jacket. And I don't know. I've thought a lot about this recently of how complicated the psychology must be for athletes that grow up loving football and then they make it to the league and they have like a team they were really loyal to that now they're like, well, I can't be loyal to this team. This is really strange. But I don't, I think it's just like he, it's where he's from. He wore the jacket. He's also not happy with his team, so yeah, be mad exactly. At him. I think the the timing of it, I think, is more so maybe a nod in his direction to say, okay, touche. He's probably just being a little sarcastic, maybe. He's petty. And, He's and, being and, yeah, a little he, petty, exactly. You know, just saying, okay, I, I'm I'm not saying I want to go here, but in light of this situation I'm currently in, I like this jacket. I have owned it for quite some time now, and now I'm going to wear it out of being petty yeah loyalty is a thing that people are calling for but i don't know that they fully understand that the loyalty was a was clearly communicated to be a one-way street people are asking deshaun to be loyal to houston and houston wasn't even loyal to the promise that they made to deshaun Watson. a simple promise too very simple. You could have even consulted him and then said, hey, thanks for your input. We're going to go with this guy and here's why. There's no downside to just being honest and saying we're going to go with this guy. But the second you introduce doubt and the second you violate the agreement that you made, well, then it's like, how can I trust that the decisions you make are in my best interest when you've made it very clear that you don't care to align our interests? You have your interests and I have mine and I'm supposed to serve yours and mine and you only have to worry about yours it's an unhealthy relationship and that's even like what he I I forget who interviewed him when he said this but he basically stated this that same thing saying you know I wasn't expecting that they were going to hire based on my recommendations but they told me they would look at them at least you know read my list of recommendations and they didn't do what they promised to do so I think that is the, the issue yeah that's the issue they negotiated with him like you negotiate with a child, where you're like, yeah, 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 okay, we'll we'll let you drive the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, if I can't drive the car, then just tell me I can't drive the car. I'm an adult. They thought don't... he would forget about it. Yeah, but like, why? 
If a player is smart enough to think to ask for something like that, respect him and respect his intelligence, respect that he cares about your team and wants to play there and wants it to be better, respect that his experience was like, hey, this really sucks. I think I'm pretty good and people say I'm pretty good, but you guys keep making decisions that make me look bad. And so I'd love to be good. I'd love to stay here and be good. But in order for that to be the case, I need you to let me help you pick the next person. Even just, and they were like, totally totally and then they didn't they thought he was the five-year-old that if you take a nap you'll get chocolate after your nap and the five-year-old <laughs> would wake up and forget about the chocolate yeah. yep yes it's just it's very frustrating like i understand if you have opinions on whether or not a quarterback should be allowed to weigh in on who the gm and the coach is but that is not what's being discussed here we're not discussing your opinions on that and the more the discussion becomes about that the more you help owners do stuff like this in the future the more you help your team potentially do this to your quarterback that you like so just understand what's being argued before you argue it which i think the guy i was tweeting with eventually conceded he was like oh that's a good point and i'm like it's the point i've been making for the entire thread it only took eight tweets to get you to realize that that was not what we were talking about he just kept coming back at me like so you are saying that a quarterback has the ability to pick it and i'm like no i'm not but you are saying you're okay with an owner lying twitter's really good for communication Okay, other headlines that we saw. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle Nevea Green, the little, I was going to say little, I was going to say woman. I'll walk you through the thought process. I was going to say woman because you're not supposed to say girl. And then I was like, but she is a girl. And then I'm like, well, how old is she? So then I was going to say little girl. I'm like, she's not that little. The, the young lady, <laughs> the young lady who was in the booth for the Nickelodeon game last week. Was that last week? That feels like six weeks yep. ago. Anyway, she was uh, in the booth. Turns out that before the game, she was given Tony Romo's, friend of the pod, Tony Romo's pregame notes, which is an 800-page notebook by accident. Uh, I didn't read the story. Did whoever put it in read it? Like, why did this happen? They, uh, she wanted, like, information stuff, and they sent her stuff, like, before, like, that week so she could, you know, prepare, and they just accidentally sent her the notebook. But uh, my question is, did Tony get like a Nickelodeon playbook with like yeah, did Tony here's shows that you get, can like, like reference cartoon and pictures? To? Yeah, different uh, different impersonations that she could do throughout the broadcast. Yeah. The definition of words like you know illegal touching. The definition of end zone. Tony's all of a sudden reading that a false start is such and such. Tony's reading it and he's like, whose notebook is this, right? I don't even know whose notebook this is. Uh, yeah, I d they set her up to fail, huh? A, by giving her that. But B, there was a point in the broadcast, we didn't mention this, I forgot, but there was a point in the broadcast where Nate Burleson was like, you want to call this play? And she was like, okay. And then we're waiting for the snap and it's just silent. And Nate's like, go ahead, what are they, what's happening? And she's like, well, the, they haven't snapped the ball yet. Well, they, because they she's not a anything. she's not a play-by-play -play. she that's not what she does so asking somebody who's like through this broadcast we're being told that she's learning a lot about the game you put her in a position to speak about the play pre-snap what is she gonna say she's she's just like i'm waiting for someone to do something so i can say something it was a mess and i was like hey stop backing her into a corner but now we know, you know, she had the information. She had 800 pages. Tony Romo would have read it, you know? 
He would have read it. 800 pages. He would have told you all of the thoughts happening in all the heads of all the people on the field. 800 pages worth of thoughts. It's crazy. It's so, it's, (laughs) I'm like, how? I mean, it makes sense to me in the sense that when I watch a football game and I listen to the booth, I'm like, how do they know? Now he knows what they're thinking. That's how he does it. Yeah, you think that's what it is? It's 800 pages of like tweets from all of the offensive linemen? Yep. So we can know where they stand on every issue. (laughs) Exactly. What other random news do we have? I see some Pope news in here. We got some Pope facts. Yeah, he uh, blessed the uh, Atlanta Hawks uh, jersey. Okay, so I watched this video and clicked on it. You know when you're sitting next to someone on the couch and you've been sitting next to them on the couch for 10 months and you've now reached a point where when you watch a video on the internet, you kind of preview it first before you decide if it's going to be funny enough that you're like, come look at this. (laughs) I was just watching this video of the Pope because the Pope was given by the Atlanta Hawks. He was given a Martin Luther King jersey and it's like one of their special commemorative jerseys. And he looks at it, holds it up, Turns it around. I'm forming in my head the joke I'm going to say to Dan when I show him this video, which is like, does the Pope, can he ever wear that? <laughs> does the Pope ever wear anything other than what the Pope wears? Like, does he put the jersey on over the, what is it, like the vestments, whatever they're what called? Is, the what is the rule on Pope wearing other people's jerseys? <laughs> yeah, also, no, but what's just the rule on Pope wear? Like, I've never seen a Pope's <laughs> arms. I don't think I've ever seen arm skin on a Pope. I think you could put it over the robe. But does the Pope work out? Does, does he the work Pope out go to in the, gym? the robe? Does the Pope go? Yeah, like he must not. Does he but it, as I'm saying that, I'm like, maybe he does. In the robe. In the robe well, around the, the young, house. Well, the young Pope, while he was drinking Diet Coke, which is, you know, a lot younger than a lot of Popes you think would be, but he would, he still wore the, the stuff. I mean, wearing the stuff, isn't that half the joy of being Pope? I don't mean to take anything away from the job and how important it is, but you get to wear like a loose dress that looks sick all the time. Yeah, what is his casual like? Because like you can't lay around Pope in your robe. Because I mean, I guess it's a snuggie. Does the Pope work out? Now he doesn't need a blanket is, though when he wants to lounge around. He's just he's in a walking he's wearing, snuggie. His outfit is a slanket. Like he's just constantly. <laughs> oh, did you know Pope Francis? Hey, Pope fact. Pope fact. Pope Francis had one of his lungs removed when he was a teenager. What? Wow. Okay. Wow. We got a one. We got a lo- one lung. Okay, Pope. pope. <laughs> okay, one, Pope. One lung Pope. Okay. Does he like wear like at like athletic spandex to work out in? I'm so I'm looking up the Pope working out for business purposes, <laughs> and so far, I don't see anything other than this very white. Oh. Nope, that's a photo shot. I wonder if he's allowed to be photo sh- like photo taken a photo of in non pope gear. Photographed? I think yeah, there's the word I think of it. <laughs> Photoed, photo taken a he's allowed, Is he allowed to, to be like photographed in non pope gear? I see him in nothing but pope gear. What do we call it? Like does the pope always wear pope clothes? Does the pope always wear <laughs> pope clothes? Pope gear. Does he ever dress down? The answer is yes. The Pope sometimes wears casual clothes, but to avoid damaging the Pope's image, the more ordinary outfits are kept out of the public eye, Travis. Good call. Like, what's what's he wearing? Like, fur that Peter's going to come after him? If the Pope puts on sweatpants, he does so behind closed doors. And now, because of the responsibility I have to this platform and this podcast, since I got that fact from an article called 10 Things You Might Not Know About the Pope, I am required to go to this article 
and read it to you in the form of Pope facts. Pope fact. The Pope usually wears red shoes. And there's a reason for it that I should have waited to say Pope fact until I found out. Oh my God, this website has so many pop-ups. Block. Is it Bleacher Report? The red shoes, red shoes were a Roman... Sta- <laughs> yes, these Pope facts are from Bleacher Report. Um, the red shoes were a Roman <laughs> status symbol well before the birth of Jesus when only aristocrats could afford the expensive Phoenician dye needed to produce the vivid color. Pope fact. What is the Pope's salary? Ooh, Pope fact. The Pope is not paid a salary, according oh. to Glassdoor.com. Okay. Uh, no, the Vatican has confirmed that, so he doesn't um, get paid a salary. Uh, Pope fact. The Pope is not allowed to have pets. Whoa. Why? They can't afford, he can't afford the fee. The Vatican charges a really <laughs> high fee. Is it the HOA rule or... I don't know. It's it's not just the Pope who's restricted from the company of an animal companion. No pets are allowed in the Vatican apartments either. Like not even a fish? One cardinal has a dog and everyone in Rome knows it. That's a direct quote from an American archbishop. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Called out. It's like, it's like Mike McClintock on Veep when he had the fake dog and he used it as an excuse to go home all the time. Except this is a guy who's pretending. This is a man of faith. Who's lying? Who's telling people he doesn't have a dog? But everybody's like, he's got a dog, and I know it. Also, how do you keep hair off of your archbishop clothes? Uh, another Pope fact: Is the Pope allowed to grow a beard? Um, no. Oh, Yankees! Roman Pope fact: Roman canon tradition encourages clean-shaven clergy for a very practical reason, reason so that facial hair doesn't disrespect the blood of Christ by grazing the communion wine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Trav, I know you don't have a beard, but as a wine drinker, I'm sure you could understand how difficult it would be to take a, a delicious sip. Yeah, you can't. And now, of course, it it's not it. wine, it's blood at that point. It, but, Travis, I don't think you drink a lot of blood, so this is the closest comparison no. I have. No, I, you're right. But I, I, I can understand why it would taste better without the beard. Do you have you ever wondered if the Pope goes on vacation? I do. Well, Pope fact. Popes go to Castle Gandolfo to escape Rome's summer heat, and they've done so for almost 400 years. Wow. They do go on vacation. Pretty neat. Have you ever wondered what happens when a pope dies? I feel like we all know that. He goes to heaven. Well, I mean. <laughs> which is weird, because then he can have every dog, because that's where they all go. Popes don't have dogs on Earth, because they get to celebrate and enjoy dogs forever. So win, win, win. Win, 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 woof, you know? Um, can the Pope watch TV or movies? Ooh. Pope fact, yes. What about podcasts? Okay. The, ooh, good yeah. question. If he had <laughs> Great one, question. If he, if he could, I think he would choose this one. We are very good at letting people know all about I think I want to reach out to the Vatican and see if he'd be available to come Travis, on. Travis, I'm going to just say, I and I love that energy. I love the go-getterness. I'm just going to say, can I do it? I just think our chances might be a little bit better if, uh, like, are you confirmed? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I got What's your confirmation name? I forget. Oh, that sea mines rose, and I'm very aware of it um, because I took years and years and years of stuff I don't even remember. But I'm confirmed, so I think so am I, I should maybe. Yeah, but 
It also looks I, more official when like a producer instead of like. I thought tech. you were going to say a man. Did you see that my shoulders go up? I was so ready to fight you. I'm sorry. That wasn't your fault. I thought you were like, yeah, it's more official though if a white guy does it. So maybe you should just let me do it. I didn't it. say that either. The Pope can watch TV in our movies. Uh, they have their, the Vatican has its own film library with over 8,000 titles, as well as a tiny movie theater to show them in, which was converted from its former use as a chapel. Wait, what's up? We turned a chapel at the Vatican into a movie theater? Pope? Of all the places where you need a chapel... Maybe it's because of an abundance of chapels. Maybe this is like turning a, a, a Massachusetts Dunkin' Donuts into something more useful, but it does feel like of all the places, that's... Maybe wherever the Pope goes, bad. it counts as a chapel, so you don't need official chapel. The Pope media viewing tends to be pretty tame. Well, publicly. Pope John Paul's movie list included Gandhi and Life is Beautiful. So they're only talking about watching the ones that you, are... You think he watches Hallmark movies? He should. He should. They don't kiss till the very end. He can just I think the Pope would like that very much. <laughs> they don't even pretend to sleep with each other. They're like, oh my God, I hope we kiss. Uh, can the Pope drink alcohol? Um, Pope's, Pope fact, question mark. Popes have indulged to various degrees. <laughs> what about at three-year-old birthday parties? Yo, Pope <laughs> yeah, those Martin the Sixth. Pope Martin VI stuffed himself so thoroughly on eels that his 1285 death was attributed to gluttony. <laughs> Excuse me? What was Pope Martin VI about? Why did he love eels so much? Yeah, I have a lot of questions now. Like, why? If a pope How dies of a deadly started? sin? If a pope dies of a deadly sin, I don't know if that's a good look for poping. <laughs> you're not supposed to do any of the sins never mind the deadly ones yeah that's you not ate good yourself to death and you chose eel you did an all-you-can-eat eel buffet you need a good pr company I to handle this mess um do popes sneak out is a weird question and i don't want to know the answer so that's the end of pope facts i think we all learned a lot i, I still wouldn't you agree i just want to know what he wears like, is he like a jogger, like sweatpants, like the joggers, or what kind? I don't know. Probably. Let the Pope live. You'll never know. Some things in life you're just never going to know the answer to, and one of them is what kind of sweatpants does the Pope wear? <laughs> well, now we're going to get him on. So we're going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, we're going to get the Pope on the podcast. <laughs> okay. I was like, what are you talking about? I've had sweatpants on. This might. This um, would be potentially my greatest get ever if I could get the Pope on. Yeah. And, and boy, do I look forward to it. How are you going to pitch it? Well, tell them that we have a feature on the podcast called Pope Facts. Oh, well, that's it? Okay. I also just realized I didn't even finish my story. Then when I'm watching this video, getting ready to make fun of the fact that he can't ever wear this jersey, he blessed it. And I was like, this feels... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I expected the Pope to do with the jersey, but he, like, held it very lovingly and signed the cross over it. And I... What do we know now? Do we know which specific <laughs> jersey? What? Like, did, was it a, a certain player's jersey that he blessed? Oh no, or... it said on the back. It said Francis, and the number was one. Oh, see, I was hoping that he blessed like Trey Young's jersey or like somebody mm. specifically. Yeah. Also, though, it would be weird. But if you sent if you sent the Pope Trey Young's jersey, is he technically the young Pope? Ooh. 
Those I are the questions we should be asking. I think you can argue Pope fact <laughs> if you send him Trey Young's jersey. We he's Jude Law now, so glad we covered that. Uh, did you guys want to say anything about the Harden trade? Because it feels like a year ago, but it was technically before we last. No, I don't. Since care. we last did this podcast, you don't, don't care. I don't care about it. The Karis Levert thing is interesting to me because it does seem like he failed a physical, and I thought failed physicals voided trades. But I'm also willing to admit that I, I haven't Googled this or looked into it at all. So everybody seems happy. James Harden did well in it, his first game with the Nets. And so that's I think that's great. I love to see people who are unhappy then go somewhere and, and thrive. That's great. Um, and Kyrie Irving is still not playing, but uh, apparently is working on coming back. And I also saw today, I don't know if this is new news, but or maybe it's just people were defending him. Uh, he apparently bought a house. Kyrie Irving bought a house for George Floyd's family, which is like, oh, oh okay, that's, that's great. Like, what a what a charitable move. What I've always said with Kyrie is like, I love the way your brain works and all these avenues you're pursuing, but you also have to remember that you that you have an obligation to the obligations you've said you were gonna do. And if your mind changes on them, not everyone's gonna be supportive, but I will be. But you've got to make decisions like it gets to a point where you don't want it to look like being intellectually curious or like question everything or whatever Kyrie's thing is at this point, wherever he is in his journey. You don't want to make it look like that means you're a bad athlete. Like you it's I think Kyrie could be making real progress on the idea that like an athlete can also be very good as an athlete and also really curious about the world and how it works but right now he's like last year Kyrie had the comments about going into the bubble and i think if had it been somebody else that was saying those thoughts i think the reception of it would have been different but because it was Kyrie and some other things that was taken differently and like he's he's just he's a different person he yeah that, and that like, doesn't make him a bad person yeah and he's you know the whole flatter thing has now become a punchline for him and i do not defend somebody with a platform talking about things that have been debunked but i also think that um you know that could be treated like a learning moment of like hey Kyrie, no the earth isn't flat here's why and i love your curiosity and let's do the next thing but it's like he does these things where he's like the earth is flat and then people react to that and then he's like well you guys just don't respect me and it's like well well no we it's you're not hearing people say that that's bad it's like saying stuff like that is not great we're we're past that and and it's just like i i I want the best for Kyrie. i've always felt like Kyrie must be in a tough situation if not only just because his name is pronounced differently when you say his last name or if you don't wait what he's Kyrie or he's Kyrie irving you never call him Kyrie. he's Kyrie. Or Kyrie Irving. He's not Kyrie Irving. That would be too much. <laughs> and that must be tough. That must make you question a lot. Kyrie, I get it. Kyrie I'm sympathetic to Kyrie Irving. Interesting. But I think that he's got to remember that like, you do have a job to do. And people are counting on you like friends of yours. I don't think he would be happy to know that people you know, don't know if they can trust him. I don't think that's something he's striving for. I think he's just very curious and he wants things to change and i think he's smart and he has a lot of interesting stuff to say but you gotta also be responsible 
Kyrie. Ky- Kyrie? Kyrie? Ir- yeah. Uh, Jesus. The Cavs, the Cavs might be trading Kevin Porter Jr. or releasing him. By the time you hear this, something may have updated in this story. But where we're at right now is that Kevin Porter Jr. went to the <laughs> locker room, saw that his locker had been moved. Apparently, it had been moved to an area that's usually for like younger players or new players uh, in favor of, I don't even know if I remember who, but they did just get Jared Allen, so I don't know if it was him. Either way, his locker got moved. He was very upset about it, and um, he yelled, and then he threw food. I have – so we'll first start with he has a right to be upset about the locker. Okay, tell me why. So he got moved to a spot that is for the younger players. Well, then why was he over there in the first place considering he's a younger player? Wait, so you're saying he has a right to be mad, but he's where he should be? No, no, no. Why did his locker get moved? You put him over well, there. So what? So then what it sounds like to me, if that area was for younger players and it should have been his area in the first place, it was probably that they didn't have any other players to give the preferred lockers to. But after a trade, you are a younger player and you're not as big of a deal for us anymore so we're moving that makes you know? sense you bring in somebody else so then he now gets knocked down okay you i get can bumped you you got to sit in the front seat until your mom was coming along for the trip and then you had to sit in the back and your mom okay. got the front i'll seat. go with that one but then the yelling and like this is now twice that the Cavs have had a deal with food being thrown yes what's up with the Cavs and their <laughs> catering do they do they serve very throwable food because when this happened before with J.R. Smith, right? Yes. And I was very curious about what was thrown. We knew it was soup. Then we found out chicken tortilla soup. Yes. What we never found out that I really wanted to know was, was it hot? Because that makes a huge difference. As McDonald's learned with that lawsuit, like it's a bigger deal if it's hot soup than if it's not hot soup. Yeah, we- so with this, food was thrown. Was it popcorn? Because if you're in a fight with somebody and you start throwing pieces of popcorn at them, that's very different energy than if you throw a burrito at their face. It's a, It makes a huge difference. The spectrum of anger and aggression and danger that could be covered by food is very wide. So I would ask that the next time anybody's going to report on the throwing of food, we maybe get a little bit more specific. Did he fling some lettuce at you out of a salad from chopped or was he yelling at you while eating and food came flying out of your mouth what is the food and how was it thrown like with the soup i was wondering was the soup splashed out of a bowl or was the whole bowl thrown (laughs) or was a can thrown was it a can of chicken tortilla soup that was whipped at your head these are all difference makers these are all mitigating factors that i think are very important to the reporting so i appreciate knowing that Kevin Porter Jr. threw food in the locker room, but it would be much more helpful for me if I could know some specifics. Yeah, like I'm hoping like it was like a piece of cheese and it just got thrown and just like slapped on his face or something like that. But at the other on the and, and what I'm glad you said cheese because when you think about it, I'm not an idiot. I know that locker rooms for professional athletes are very different than locker rooms in high school or locker rooms in the Premier League because I went to Liverpool's visitor locker room and I was like this looks like a, a very nice high school locker room. I understand it's not what a typical locker room is, but food in a bathroom 
especially like there are certain <laughs> foods that I'm like you shouldn't eat cheese in a place where people get dressed and they sweat and they shower usually the shower the off to the it's not like it's right, right but there. there's not usually a door is there I would also say then soup is an odd food choice yeah for I the think that one room. was on the court I don't think the I think the soup was on the court during a warm-up I'm misquoting mm. potentially but I re- I remember visualizing it being on a court Pre-game this one was soup. specified to be the locker room so I'm just wondering if, if if to athletes is there any line for them like is there a line where it's like you can eat in the locker room but you eat like granola bars or you eat like a like a power bar but you don't eat like a steak dinner well you can't have like fish probably or like well, fish should never be eaten in public unless you're at a restaurant like, that serves like fish. a hard-boiled egg you shouldn't have in a locker room they're not as stinky as you think unless it's oh a they are boiled egg no they're not hard-boiled eggs have had terrible pr their whole lives they're delicious no they're delicious they smell awful <laughs> they don't they don't unless you're cracking open an old egg unless you hard-boiled it six days ago they are not stinky they are delicious no, they're, they're the worst. Okay, well, he wins. He said no. So I just want to know if there's food that you can't take into the locker room because the thought of uh, food being in a hockey locker room makes me want to throw up just knowing what equipment smells like. Maybe when you're a rich and famous hockey player, your equipment doesn't smell, but I don't think – my mom washed my brother's equipment as much as she possibly could, and there was no way to get that very specific stench out. Yeah, I would be curious to know across sports, you know, are are there certain sports where maybe they aren't as smelly, so they eat different food in the locker rooms? Which sports mm. have which food? What food is deemed okay versus what food is deemed gross? Yeah. And some of it is a personal line. Like, I don't, I think pizza, I'm so casual with eating a piece of pizza. I wouldn't. If I were at a game and I would had like a friend was going into the bathroom and I was going in with them, I would not even think twice. I think I'd walk in with a piece of pizza and eat that slice of pizza in the bathroom while my friend peed. That wouldn't bother me. True. However, if I walked into the bathroom <laughs> with a bowl of soup, <laughs> now that's oh, a God, different I'd be like, what is, situation. What is your deal? Say, Why um, are you attacking me? Are you okay? Who hurt you? Yeah. Do like- <laughs> you need to talk? Do you need a friend? Why are you eating soup in the bathroom? I lot oh, of my is head it cream scoop. of mushroom? What's wrong with you? <laughs> but oh, true, I would say delicious. pizza is probably the more acceptable. I would walk in. I think you can eat pizza. Maybe even when chicken pizza's tenders. on a bagel, you can eat it anytime. Yes. You know? Uh, this last story, I don't know who put it in, but do you feel very passionately about it? Because I didn't click the link. But what it says here is that tennis players who've been put in quarantine at the Australian Open are getting creative to stay in shape and also practice. What happened? Uh, so... I saw on TikTok where like athletes over there are in their room and they can't go anywhere. And they're like hitting a tennis ball against the wall or somebody had a bike delivered to their room because like they can't do anything. And so like there's videos of them just playing tennis by themselves in their hotel room. And that just seems awful. That's called getting creative. Like one person put the mattress up against the wall so that like they weren't like. Okay, there it is. I like that moving furniture, getting make- a bike delivered. I'm like, that's not getting creative. That's getting rich. I mean, you can't, the average person can't be like, well, darn, I'm stuck here. Someone bring me a bike. Yeah. I, I just, really I saw it. And so I'd like to present you with stories. Fetch and if, me a Peloton, would you? 
I'm suffering. And if you choose not to do one of the stories, that's fine. I just like to throw some stories at the wall and then you no, can decide that's okay. if they stick. That's, all. that's then you could have then uh, that's fair. I did ask the question and then not let you tell me that no, it wasn't worth talking about. So good for people who play tennis and who have access to an on-demand Peloton. I hope everything gets better for you soon. Okay, let let's play another voicemail that I have to do it. I wasn't prepared for this. Hi, Katie, Trey, and Christina. My name is Maddie from Kentucky, and I recently just moved to back to Kentucky and about two hours away from my hometown. I have no friends, and if you didn't know, we are still in a pandemic. Uh, so my question to you is, how do you make friends? during a pandemic and what do you do if you can't make friends and have to suffer alone so there's my question love you mean it bye maddie listen to me look at me i love you and i mean it <laughs> and you're my friend um this is a situation that i feel like a lot of people might be in so i feel like discussing this for maddie may also be helpful for other people problem is I am at a point in my life where I have my friends and then I, I'm not really, I'm not like full no new friends, but I'm not wanting for much. Uh, I have awesome friends. I've never had a big friend group. I was always the person that was kind of like outside of them. I was in them, but I was the first to be cut in situations where the capacity <laughs> was lower, um, which is fine. I have great friends. I have like two really good friends. Uh, one of them used to host this podcast. Uh, so uh, I, I want to help Maddie, but I'm worried. Yes, it was Doc. <laughs> but I'm worried that I don't have the help for Maddie. So I'm going to hope that you guys have something to help. And what I will say, Maddie, is the best way to find friends in a pandemic is go to our Reddit. Um, there are some really cool people there. Uh, if you can find Kelly Branigan, she's a fan that is uh, awesome at connecting people that appreciate this podcast. Um, I know it's Reddit, so the first, not the first thing you think of in terms of like nice and safe and healthy. Um, fingers crossed. As of right now, ours is doing pretty well. And uh, it's very important to us that it stays that way. But I know that there's probably a bunch of people who will hear this voicemail and before I even said that, probably went to the Reddit to be like, Maddie, if you need friends, we're here. And internet friends aren't the same. And it's important to know like boundaries and, and whatever. But it it's, can be helpful to have some sort of companionship when we're all stuck here. Um, do you guys have any advice on how to make friends in a pandemic? Um, I... So I feel like I am constantly in this situation where I've moved, I've moved nine times in nine years. So I'm very used to moving somewhere by yourself, not knowing anybody. I recently did this this year or actually last year, I would say. So I moved last January back to Connecticut. I am from Connecticut, but moved, um, having not really kept in touch with anybody I went to high school with, you know, I didn't go to college in the state of K Connecticut. So I, I actually went to college in Kentucky. So I uh, was already in this situation. Also, I didn't know anybody. 
I was fortunate enough to have worked two months at work to meet people before being thrown into a pandemic. Um, but I would say I was in a very similar situation. I was fortunate enough to have already known my boyfriend. So when we started dating before the pandemic, I've hung out with him for a year and pretty much <laughs> no, nobody else. But um, no, I was, I'm in a similar situation. I don't have very many friends around here either. Um, I pretty much hang out with myself and my boyfriend. And then I occasionally see my family from a socially safe distance. So um, I would say, you know, it, it gets lonely a lot of those times. And so lean on the friends you do have virtually if you can't see them at that often. I FaceTime the friends that I have that live out of state all the time. I follow up with them on social media a lot. Um, but also, like, make new friends through the Internet. That's what I've been doing over the last however many months. I've been making friends through Twitter, Instagram. It's incredibly LinkedIn. awkward. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a new hot place. It's awkward. It feels You can weird. be friends with Chad Henney. Exactly. You you and me could become friends with Chad Henney and now we could be friends. Go find me. We'll we'll be friends. I will say that's a really good point. I've become closer with my brother over the last few weeks in like over the last few sorry, last few months, last year in the pandemic because we play video games together online. And so every day I'll text my brother to be like, Are you gonna be on tonight? I actually say Shakira because that means I'm on tonight, which is just a thing that has happened. Uh so I'll text him Shakira and he'll be like, Shakira, and then we'll go on and play video games. And usually we play a dumb enough video game that doesn't require all of your brain. So I can just like ask my brother how his day was. The fact that you've moved during a pandemic and you're further from your friends means less because of the pandemic. Because you can't see your friends really anyway. And so like Christina was saying, such a good point. Like the friends you do have who mean a lot to you, stay in touch with them virtually. And you might also find that like your friendships grow I remember an article at the beginning-ish of the pandemic, or it was last week. I don't know how time works anymore. But there was an article about how men were finding that their friendships were getting a lot deeper because they were starting to have conversations they wouldn't normally have because they would normally just go to a bar and hang out, watch sports and drink beers. And now they had to call each other and be like, are you struggling with your emotions? <laughs> and they were like, um, kind of, bro. And then they like had these new conversations. <laughs> yeah, where they had to like learn things about each other and like, I know that the pandemic is bad. I know I say this every time I make this point. But the good things that come out of it is that you can deepen the relationships with the people that you have. Also, you can uh, find out what relationships aren't as deep as maybe you would have thought. And then the good thing is you can clear your life of the guilt of that. Speaking of guilt, you having moved means that, like, not being able to go to stuff because of a pandemic, you don't have to feel, forgive yourself for that. You aren't as close to your friends physically as you used to be, but you can show up for them digitally. So I think that's a great point, Christina. And I totally overlooked the fact that you are in a very similar situation to her. Um, and so, Maddie, I hope that helps. Travis, I know you must have something to add. No, I usually be I have something. Please be nice. What's that? I just said, please be nice. I have nothing to say. I, <laughs> I just sit here alone and watch TV and whatever and do my What do podcast. you do with your time other than the podcasts? Like, uh, do you read or play video games? Have you found a new hobby in the pandemic? I did fire up the PlayStation 3 and do an NCAA 14 Dynasty, and we're, we're doing pretty well as a, a program. Um, yeah, that's about it. Watch yeah. w watch a lot of movies and TV and 
Look, Dan has coached Arizona to a bunch of championships in in his NCAA on Xbox from whenever that game was last made. That's uh, all. That's the main video game he plays is the NCAA football. But if you're not into video games, Maddie, or you're like hesitant to try them, obviously if you don't have a gaming system or you can't afford one be- or you can't find one because they're impossible to find, totally understood. But if the only thing keeping you from doing it is like, I don't play video games, you might be surprised by how many different types of video games there are. And you can have your friends try them too. And like, you get to just chat with them as if you're on the phone, but in a big group while you also all together play a video game. It's a very, very cool technology that I think a lot of people haven't taken advantage of in this pandemic because they might not know that that's how cool it is. It's you get to play games with your friends and talk to them. And it's sweet. And I also think you were going to make a point. I cut you off. Yeah, I also think coming off of what Travis was saying, I think that it's not necessarily that you might think you don't have anything to add. But I think that by you saying truthfully, you don't hang out with anybody else right now is probably what a lot of other people are also doing. So, you know, that might be comforting to hear like, hey, you are not alone, even though you are alone. Um, You're not alone in being alone. And so I would also say when I first moved to Nashville. I lived in Nashville for about a year. It was my first apartment that I lived in by myself. And I didn't know a single person before moving to Nashville. So I moved not knowing anybody into an apartment by myself. And I, it was really hard at first. And obviously I was aided by the fact that it wasn't a pandemic. So I could actually go out and meet people and socialize with work friends. Uh, And I understand you can't do that now, but I took a lot of time during that time being alone in my apartment to find new hobbies for myself like cooking I started to fall in love with cooking I started to read again and spend my time where you know I might have been feeling by myself and lonely finding joy in other things and then finding things about myself that I liked or things that I wanted to change about myself and I think that when you're alone instead of saying I'm really lonely and I have nothing to do right now maybe look internally and see what what you could do to make yourself happy hell yeah you can be like i get to spend all this time with me so that when i spend time with other people i know me better that's awesome that's super valuable and a lot of people won't do that or won't have the time to do that because we maintain we spend so much time maintaining our relationships now you can form one with yourself which from my limited exposure i can tell you she's pretty cool you seem pretty cool maddie so i would say (laughs) become really good friends with maddie and then also, like I said, you can go to the Reddit. And get a dog. Because, yeah, or you could get a dog, but it's a lot of work. But if you do, make sure you teach him how to snuggle because it's the best. <laughs> teach me how to snuggie. Teach me, teach me how to snuggie. Uh, okay, that's it for this week's edition of sports. Shout out to Simply Safe Backcountry and Green Chef. And shout out to the first draft podcast. ESPN experts Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates keep tabs on the NFL draft, which isn't soon, right? But people like to know about it april yeah that's i mean we could all be gone by then but in case we're not make sure that you download and subscribe to first draft for all your nfl draft content on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts also conor mcgregor is returning to the octagon january 23rd in celebration of myrtle's birthday in a rematch (laughs) against dustin poirier at (laughs) ufc 257 we're still naming those by numbers that is we're getting pretty high up there so 
UFC 257 is only on ESPN Plus, and it's exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers at $69.99. Nice, and then some. Visit ESPNPlus.com slash PPV. And a big thanks to you guys for listening now and then maybe one more time later. This is probably like a two-hour podcast once we stitch it all together with all of our technical issues. <laughs> We're going to try something different next week because maybe the platform that we use isn't liking us very much lately. Uh, or you could always leave us a nice review, um, which we, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, because like I always say, we read them and we love them. And I'm not stalling for time at all. I don't know why you would think that. Um, what I am doing is I'm pulling up my favorite review, like this one that I haven't even read yet from X Crib. Please don't say anything bad. That says, off fire? Question mark. I've spent the last week considering if it's off fire, not on fire, or some other way to say that someone lacks the properties of being on fire. That's led to many <laughs> philosophical questions that have completely destroyed my performance at work and my ability to function in normal society. Five out of five. We'll listen to every pod. Love you. Mean it. A fantastic review. Look at that. If I had just, let's say, hypothetically, just pulled up my phone and seen the first review and that was it, that just goes to show how good our reviews are and how funny our fans are and how insecure it makes me. And lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye. Bye, love you, mean it. <laughs>